You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's Monday again, and that means another Monday Night Master Debaters is going on tonight. You're hearing, of course, either last week's or two weeks ago. I'm not sure exactly which one this is, but there's a couple great guests on here, and uh, I'll go through their resume here in a second. I did want to let you all know that I had a really, really fun appearance on the Grimerica Outlawed channel. So um, I would ask that you all go listen to it because that's a really great show. Those di- Those guys are real cool couple dudes out of Canada have been doing this stuff for a long time and they created a separate feed because they're a little concerned about like the censorship and all this crazy shit going on right now um and and yeah I think that what they're doing is is really great they have that outlawed channel and to find it just go to wherever you search uh your podcast type in Grimerica outlawed it has to say outlawed on it and for right now I am the top episode that you should come across first and uh big big thanks to Graham and Darren for allowing me to do that. I've been listening to them forever, so I'm sure you guys do too. But uh, yeah, fun, fun experience. We debated spirituality because I've been bagging on that a lot lately. Darren is a First Nation person, which is like what we would call Native American here in the United States. And um, Graham's just a cool-ass white dude like myself, okay? So we had a fun time just uh, chatting. And um, yeah, it was just a, a great time. So... Other than that, I don't have much to plug. I want to get into uh, what we're doing here. I have a helper to talk about the Las Vegas mole people. And she's coming in this a little bit uh, with her ass being chapped. For some reason, she's in a negative mood. But we're going to see if we can turn that around here. Uh, you know, I don't know. W- what's the deal over there, bud? Um, 
Um, I don't know. You, before we started recording, told me that, oh, by the way, hey. Oh, you are going to bring this up? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's hear. <laughs> Do you want to read? Do you want me to read the thing? You were going to on your I was recording. not going to read it. Oh, my God. Are we going to start with this kind of energy? <laughs> I'll read it. I'll fucking read it. You want me to read it? So he's talking about a bad review that he got about me. Speak up. He is talking about a bad Eeyore. review. A bad review that he got about me. So there you go. And he started before we were recording. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you got a terrible review. That's not how I said this. <laughs> I said, and when we oh, start recording. Oh, we're about recording, to record right now. But you, hey, you got, I'm going to, I'm going to surprise you with something when exactly we're recording. What I said. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, it's not a positive surprise. Do you want to hear the review? What a dick. Because you brought this up. I wasn't going to bring it up because you seemed upset about it. Yeah, I am upset about it. It's not like this is your job. I'm upset about how you were going to. Yeah, but I don't want. I was going to spring it on you. Okay. Well, so, okay. Here's what it is. Five-star review, which I appreciate. And this is out of Australia, down under. Australian people fucking hate me, dude. They do. You constantly. The two negative reviews that you have. They don't like Sheila's there. It's okay. I hate French people and Australian people hate me. I don't give a fuck. But Australian people will beat the shit out of you. French people will like sit there and cry if you try and fight them. Right. So Australian people will, but they're all criminals. So a five-star okay. review from an uh, Australian user left on the 8th of this month. It says, Love, uh, Ryan is good. That's the title of the show, Ryan Five is Stars. Good, but that other piece of shit. Love, no, bag. listen, listen. <laughs> Love the podcast and Ryan the host is great. But the lady guest slash co-host is not on the same level. She is a bad distraction with a sad face. Now, it doesn't say with, <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't say with a sad face. I they hate left. You. They left a sad emoji. Uh, they left sad a sad face, face emoji. Em- yes. Sorry, I said that poorly. <laughs> a bad distraction with a sad face. No, I no, no. Really hate you. Hey, I wasn't uh, gonna bring it up. Now everyone knows. Well, yeah, you put me into like a funk right before we were gonna fucking start to record i apologize yeah okay maybe that wasn't the best move. i like how nice you are on on recording your podcast maybe we should talk about problems when literally you're two episodes ago i told you to shut the fuck up mid-sentence i'm not nice to you on the podcast i'm the same person I mean, on this you're podcast different no uh, yes i am are you the same yes you literally, i seem to remember you calling me a piece of shit unironically this morning first conversation we had this morning <laughs> It's great. Good way that to wake up. And you get to sleep your ass in. That is not, and I got to go to work. That is not true. That sounds funny here, huh? Yeah, because I'm, la- I'm like cry laughing because it's not true at all. Yes, it is. No, it I got to start recording everything. Oh, my God. So this is not what the people tuned in. True. This is not what the people tuned in to hear. We are but- not fighting. I just got mad that he started the podcast with wanting to tell me an awesome surprise that's not awesome for me <laughs> so in this episode i did want to make it clear that we had ron weed from the imaginarium of thought on this one and uh one of my absolute favorite dudes we tried to have his co-host who i believe is zach and i hope i'm not messing that up zach is one of his co-hosts um he just had a horrible internet connection it happens and uh the show must go on so we had a great conversation with one of my favorite people ron weed uh check out his show imaginarium of thought leave all of us five-star reviews, okay? Even if you want to talk shit like that last five-star review. Yeah, the reason free. I read it was because it was a five-star review. So please do that. But this is already <laughs> moving too long into the show. Let's get into your topic of okay. the mole people of Vegas because there's some cool documentaries on this. And you actually did some deeper research on yourself. And um, it seems like you'd fit in down there. I it's weird. Yes, definitely. They're f- yes. 
Um, so basically, I just thought that um, it's strange that Vegas continuously floods. Like, it's all, there's a bunch of footage about the rains and about how the flooding was in the casinos and, like, water falling down all of the carports and stuff. Like, you know, water pouring out of the TV screens and the gambling sections. Like, it was crazy. Does that happen a lot? Uh, it happens every, like, major rain. It happened, let's see, in 2017, 2013, 2003, 1997. So when there's huge, huge rains there, yeah. um, the city's just not yeah. equipped. Yeah, and basically, too, it's in the, the middle and the lowest point of a giant valley surrounded by mountains, right? Sure. So it's going to flood. It's a desert, yeah. But in 1975, there was this crazy worst flood ever, and in 75, it was multi-million dollar flood considered, <clears throat> and a bunch of stuff got damaged. And they didn't know what to do, and so they decided to build these flood tunnels. Okay. And, like, construction started in 1977, and... Ooh, 77. Yeah. Construction started and, like, was approved and started by 1977 after they cleaned up the giant flooding that was all over. Like, it was the worst flood in Vegas history. Now, I'm bad with presidents. Is this Nixon? I don't know. I don't... I have any... I, I was... 72 at the time, so I don't know. <laughs> I can't okay, you. you said 77, so Gerald Ford or Jimmy Carter, so right after Nixon. Right, yeah, so Carter. Well, whoever approved it, the city of Las Vegas it sounds like a Carter thing. This giant construction, and, um, you know, they approved, like, the Hoover Dam out there to, like, block off all that shit and, like, Lake Mead and all that stuff. That so. was before that. I know, way before, before Yeah, way before. But I'm just saying, like, they're known to, like, block off water ways and like build weird tunnels and stuff so anyways by 1977 they're building all these crazy tunnels um and apparently like it still goes on like there's 200 plus miles to this day of tunnels there's no actual recorded miles of like there's no recorded anywhere on the internet how many miles there actually is but all the information I found is that there's 200 plus miles and 45 years later, Vegas is still putting tunnels in and there is zero information. Like I said about the cost, mm. there's no idea about how much it costs. I did find a $52 million intake tunnel built to feed Lake Mead with rainwater runoff because Lake Mead is fucking drowning or Lake Mead is actually <laughs> the not, lake's drowning. You know, It's like dying. Actually, it's like going to be a dead lake soon. It's like 29 percent full, which is the lowest level in history. And soon it'll sure. be considered a dead lake. So, well, and so what's the significance of that? Let's slow down here a little bit, because um, Lake Mead yeah. gives a lot of water to California, Arizona, Nevada, like all the and, and probably right. like Utah. And all these rain tunnels are supposed to be feeding all that rainwater into Lake Mead since 1977. But they're not. Okay. They're not. Since like 90 something, 92, 93, since this intake valve has been started to be under construction, the lake the lake has been receding like by a astronomical amount. And it's crazy. So, so none of the rainwater is going anywhere. It's still all flooding Vegas even though to this day there's 200 plus miles of fucking tunnels all running under Las Vegas, like residential, and the tunnels downtown. are meant to like redirect the water. Yeah, they're like they're they're flood channels. They're supposed to be, and they're not like actual like circular tunnels. What they look like is like subway squares. They're like little square. They're not little. They're giant enough to fit a train. They're giant okay. like fucking square so, like colanders put right next to each other, two at a time. Probably not a colander. That's what you drain pasta out of. Well, you know what I mean. 
Boy. <laughs> I thought you could redeem yourself here with this. I hate episode. you. No, anyway. you're doing a good job. This is interesting, to be honest. And and to be clear, too, the Hoover Dam was built under Hoover in 31. Thanks, Ghost. That's Ghost shaking his ears. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm, what I'm saying is, like, half of these tunnels are, like, like you, they're all accessible. Like, the entrance to these tunnels are all accessible above ground. And you can go throughout them. And there's, like, 200 miles. And... To kind of put that into perspective, there's only like 153 miles of the city of Las Vegas in its entirety. Okay. So there's 200 miles. So there's more miles of tunnels than... There is in the square... Square, square mileage? mileage. There's, really? There's, it's only 153 square miles of Las Vegas city. Okay. That's I'm going to fact big. check you here. Oh my God. And there is supposedly 200 plus miles of tunnels all across everywhere, leading all the way everywhere. And there's no actual current record anywhere online about how many there is. 135. Well, I found so something, even less. I found something that said 153.9. Maybe that's like the greater Las Vegas area, but I, I typed in Las Vegas, yeah. the city. So this this may be counting like the the action. Yeah, area. like su- sub cities or whatever. Wow. But yeah. So it's crazy. So there's supposed to be more tunnels, and by 1993 they kind of like slowed down the construction and like stopped and only like did construction like on the outskirts because everywhere else had tunnels you know 93 this is when bush left and clinton entered so in 19 by 1995 there was a known community of homeless people living in the tunnels the mole people two years after the like construction stopped in the main part there was homeless people living down there Mm. which is crazy because it's supposed to like whenever it floods they're supposed to be washed away but there's literal like full-on houses with beds and not houses you know but like they have beds and they have yeah little setups like fucking dressers and stereos and all kinds of shit down there it's crazy um supposedly uh there is closed channels that the hobos set up shop in and you can fact check me on this too there's a rumored to be three thousand plus people living down there in mole people city Okay. <laughs> in those flood tunnels. I call it Mo People City. It's crazy. So uh, the city of Las Vegas doesn't allow hobos to be down there, but they don't kick them out. And the tourism, of course, outweighs the homeless people and the homeless problem, like, considerably. These pictures are apocalyptic. It's sketchy, right? The shit uh, it's just sad. See. Yeah. They're, they say that, like, everything you see on, like, mainstream news about it, it says that they're, like... You know, drug addicts, rapists, and murderers, and for the tourists to not go down there and leave all those people alone. I think that's a big media deterrent. Well, and how dumb is this, too? It says, like, one of the... the, uh, Upon just, like, searching what you asked me to search, 20 facts about these people. Number 17 is many are gamblers who are down on their luck. That just sounds like bullshit. Yeah, uh, some of them... I've actually found, like, uh, interview articles with these hobos, how they, like live down there and make money off of people that want to interview them now because like the place is kind of popular and some of these hobos like they can't afford to live in Vegas so they live in those tunnels and just like work at McDonald's down the street or have like real jobs but they live down there and they like take shower like they work at the hotel and they take showers at the fucking locker rooms in the hotel you know whatever amenities are available to the fucking staff it's kind of crazy it's really strange too that i mean this has been pretty much allowed to go on yeah it and and i don't want to jump too far ahead does this feel like a giant government experiment to you i don't know if it's an experiment but i know that it's it's very strange because they the police actually usher hobos off the strip 
they they usher hobos off the strip. They um, don't arrest them. They will put them in the car and drive them off the strip. And you cannot, uh, what's it called? You can't panhandle, like panhandle. panhandle. Yeah, you can't panhandle there without a permit. Like you have to have a permit to be one of those street performers and have sure. be a street performer. So like the, you're not allowed to beg on the streets in Vegas. They'll kick you out. They don't arrest people like that anymore. They just kick you out. And so you can imagine they literally just move them along and never raid the tunnels. So they're just asking all these people to just, you know, live in the surrounding flood tunnels that pretty much are right underneath the fucking strip. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I saw this too. Jenny Lee lives there, apparently. The actress. That's not true. Uh, that has to be weird. Who's Jenny Lee? I've never heard of that actress. Well, then why does it even matter? It's not like I'm saying like fucking <laughs> Michelle Obama a- lives It's there. weird an actress would live down there, but I don't doubt it. Like I've seen, there's lots of articles and lots of like. Um, she's not in many. Well, yeah. actually, she's a porn star. Porn star, like. yeah. Uh, that's what <laughs> I. They're think. being generous here on. Uh, she's probably a drug addict porn star, and she probably like did a porn down in those tunnels. <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope so, and I hope not. Like both at the same time. It would be a, a, a kind of an epic thing yeah. to see. I mean, it's just interesting to look at the pictures, and I'm sure yeah. people have heard of this, but I mean, it is wild. They have like somewhat legit setups down there. Yeah, it says the mole people. They call them mole people. They have jobs. They have entire house setups. Um, they just since, choose to live underground. I bet yeah. you when someone gets sick, shit just spreads like insane oh, down yeah, there because no vitamin D or any yeah. of that stuff. Since it's clear that the city like literally diverts the water with open and closed tunnel channels to keep these people alive or to just, you know, do that because the people started moving there. So they had to or I don't know. I feel like because there's so many tunnel channels that they have diverted it and let those hobos live down there. But uh, I think it's it would be the city's responsibility if they died, like a mass like fucking flooding happened and like a mass like drowning happened in all the hobo city, like just drowned. So they, of course, divert the water, which clearly doesn't work because Vegas still floods. So to your point, I don't want to interrupt you here, but yeah. there is um, there's actually a decent amount of the population that lives down there. Yeah, that have like setups down there and then they also have actual apartments in the outer city of Vegas so they'll live down there part of the year and then live in their actual apartments like I said because um, it's it's very newsworthy to live in those tunnels right now and so people will get paid to uh, be saved and do interviews and they'll get like a couple thousand dollars to be on TV and do an interview about it you know on the news and that's how you know they live down there for six months and then they're quote-unquote saved and then you know they get free housing and all this shit but they keep going back there so i'm i'm real curious too if if uh this water that is supposed to be flowing through here yeah is being held back i wonder if it's just a matter of like flipping a lever and letting water just pour through here yeah i have no idea all i know is that i found uh stuff that says that the city diverts water with open and closed tunnel channels and if the tunnels full of this mole people city do actually flood and the hobos drown, Vegas is completely responsible. So that's uh, the uh, that's the, the 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 mole people bike down there. Everyone rides her. Oh, nice! She's, she's the, the porn hot star. One. She's got- no, no, no. She's not the porn star. This well, is the uh, apostolic lady. I did fi- find that supposedly there is a zero interaction policy. I don't know if you can hear my. It's okay. Ozzy sitting there chewing. Hold on. Dogs he's are friends of the show. Chewing on something. He's gonna. 
Well, yeah, it is pretty interesting to think about all this stuff, though, because, again, if if some sort of uh, if this is an experiment, it sure seems that this could be a a way to see how people would thrive in apocalyptic settings like this, because the pictures are just tragic when you look at these things. Um, It could be to see how people do with a lack of vitamin D. How people do living underground, things Sorry, like that. Sorry, I just pulled a piece yeah, of... Yeah, just jump right back in. This is the problem that people have with you here. I just pulled a piece of chew toy out of the dog's throat. He was choking on I'm it. I'm improvising. You just come back in. I know you... I know... Sorry, I'm gone. You know, come on. All right, just save the dog's life. No big deal. Okay, well, good job. Get back in here. Um, My apologies. Like I said, the city supposedly has a zero interaction policy for all the city workers who have to go into the closed channel tunnels that they've closed off. For any kind of construction or maintenance or like I'm sure that they probably clean it. I have no idea. But uh, the theory of live and let live is a super scary theory to me. Why? Because like that means that like Las Vegas, like the city hides its hobos underground intentionally because, you know, they the tourism can't be affected. And that leads me to believe that there's, like, something else devious down there. If there's 200 miles of, like, unrecorded, uh, you know, it's unrecorded to the public, miles of tunnels. Yeah. Like, what's actually down there? That is kind of crazy to think when you go to Vegas. And, I mean, it is a freak show in Vegas anyway. Yeah. And you're like, why? You'd think that they would have, like, skid row level shit above ground. And you're like, where are all these people? And then just thinking... That they're underground when there's people making money. It's Casinos are especially making money. It literally is kind of like this weird portrayal of like as above, so below type shit, right? It's I like mean, the these people utopia, are... dystopia. If you've ever seen like the Time Machine movie, yeah, when he goes to the future of of the utopia future, all the people living in like this beautiful tropical place and everyone's beautiful. It's because the fucking underground mole people are eating them every couple days. Mm. That's what the, the plot of that movie was. Is there Sorry. violence that goes down on there? Like, do the, do oh, the cops yeah. ever fuck around down there? Well, see, there was this one time where, I guess, a murderer who had just killed someone uh, was running from the police, and he went into there, and the police did not go after him. Nice. And he was, like, missing for two days, and I guess two days later, he emerged from the tunnel somewhere, and they found him. But, yeah, they did not go in after Dude, him. I bet it's a tight-knit community. And, hey, there's yeah. some people out there that hate, like, modern-day technology, and they act like, you know, all this stuff that's going on is real tough on them. Go live with the mole people. They're down there. Yeah. You know? You know what? The city is on record saying that we will continuously build tunnels as needed under Las Vegas. Mm. Yet, like I said, to this day, the casinos still flood so badly they become hazard zones. Caesar's Palace and the underground mall right next to it flooded so many times, like completely six feet, seven feet underwater to where it was closed off. Hazard. Really? Yeah. And so if Vegas is flooding that badly still... And that fucking underground mall is new. Have you asked your boss if he's heard about this stuff? Yeah, because he lives and he has a, a vacation Part-time. home in Vegas. Yeah, um, I haven't asked him, but I will. Maybe he, he lives down there. Maybe he, that's his apartment. He doesn't. He actually lives in like a. He has a condo a little off the strip. Yeah, but, a condo, and she did her fingers <laughs> like a quotes a condo. Well, it is because he's like on the HUD board or whatever the housing board. The for HUD. The, yeah, it's the, not HUD. Well, whatever it is, I don't know. He's on the board of housing directors. and urban development. Yeah, HUD. Whatever it is, he's for he's on the board, the housing board for that little condo community. Cool. 
and it's right next to the Rio. Hey, and quit bragging. Okay? No, what I'm saying I'm is that kidding. it was a really, really bad neighborhood for a while, yeah. and, and so he probably does know about like the homeless. I'm sure but he they lives kicked down them all there. out, and they have like super security around. Is like you have to be buzzed in and like on the list to get through the gate. So it's kind of a fucking hassle, actually, every time I've gone. Yeah. But I love your place, but it's kind of a hassle. (laughs) I think I'm actually on the list. Oh, he's not. But I think I am actually on the list now. Anyways, like permanently, no matter what. Oh, wow. Quit bragging. Quit bragging. Stop it. So, okay. Bottom line is the city can't afford the scandal of all the mole people drowning if the flood tunnels are all open. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. Right. They'll just be having like all like all the flood tunnels, like all the the rivers that flow into lake mead and into the colorado river and everywhere else will just have like dozens and dozens of dead bodies floating in it yeah you know that's fucking crazy so they don't open the flood tunnels uh lake mead is dying because the rain runoff from vegas never gets there vegas still floods despite constant construction on more tunnels so Uh. this is my crazy theory and you need to tell me what you think about it okay the mole people are allowed to live there, one, because it's free housing, and two, a deterrent to the real underground Las Vegas military government tunnel freeway system that runs all across America from the Colorado airport sure. to that fancy mountain, probably to Area 51. Washington State. Yeah, yeah probably to all these Absolutely fucking, Area 51. I it bet runs you, right through uh, Arizona, too. I bet you, yeah, I was going to say it runs because isn't there like a military surplus for airplanes and it stuff right now? It goes all through yeah. the country. I'll yeah. actually pull up a map while you're rambling yeah, on so, here. So Vegas' excuse to expel billions of dollars at this point on these flood tunnels is a great excuse to filter money into building a giant construction of freeways like like it's probably like a like a service center right there there probably is a mole city fucking underneath like the homeless people shit you know what i'm yeah. saying and it's actually like cuz i've i've seen uh, like s- interviews and YouTube videos. I don't know how credible they are, but I've seen stuff where truckers say that they do like drive underground like that. I have seen stuff where they've driven underground and they go into the mountain and they're they're underground for days, you know. And they there's gas stations underground. There's little service stations, you know, like AMPMs if you will or whatever the fuck speedways, whatever they're called here. Wow. And like they have this whole like just you know freeway system and i believe that vegas is a giant giant part of that it's probably like a like a you know like a transit like a subsidy stop everybody has to stop in vegas you know interesting yeah. well so i'm i'm seeing a couple of maps here but yeah okay so here's a nice one um, that's kind of what the tunnels look like square they don't look circles yeah and that would that's kind of what the freeway tunnels look like when you see all these crazy videos of just truckers driving into tunnels into nowhere Huh. That never come out. Like there's no, there's no. They'll drive into a mountain tunnel. There's no tunnel on the other side out. It's just they're gone. So this was the original one, and and for and those look, it's through Vegas. Uh, for those that do remember, like the whole idea of like Walmart being FEMA camps. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Ghost on his, uh, you know, my third eye. He does that news show, which has actually been a blast to do. We've done three of them so far. We do uh, conspiracy in the news over on his show. And we talked about this, and we just stumbled onto this really great article as we were talking. Because I do zero prep for these shows, so I'll go in there and like just kind of like be googling while he's talking. And we came across this really interesting article, and and Ghost brought up this great point that is it possible that all of these FEMA camps line up with Walmart locations? And Walmart is in every state, right? 
You also have Jade Helm, which I've discussed on a previous Monday Night Master Debaters intro as well. Um, yeah, I mean, what does that have to do with the freeways, though? Is there Jade a, Helm? No, is there a freeway? Uh, yeah, yeah. Underground so here's freeway the, next to all the Walmart. Here's the original map, and obviously listeners can't hear this, but can't uh, see it. Yes. I'm, I'm drinking a Smirnoff Ice He's smash. He's getting smashy. Yeah, it's eight percent, and it's a tall can. It's a it's a tough day that I that I got at work tomorrow, so I'm lubing up. Who's better now, huh? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. No, still me. <laughs> um, so yeah, they start in Seattle. Okay, <laughs> they start in Seattle. They go to Portland, Sacramento. Gets a little dark down there. It looks like maybe Los Angeles. It goes through. Is that where yeah, LA is? Yeah, Los Angeles and then San Diego. LA, San Diego. It goes through. There's a separate branch and then a yeah. straight straight to Ar- Amarillo, Texas. It does not Amarillo. show Amarillo. Okay. I mean, it's two Y's and it's a fucking Spanish name. Two okay. Y's makes an L. You're probably it makes right. a Y. Um, they do not show anything in Vegas, but that doesn't mean. I mean, this is just the most preliminary map but it does go yeah. i mean there's the the main station seems to go from los angeles to amarillo to chicago to new york and that makes a lot of sense you got a lot right of but big I, cities in there i definitely definitely feel because i mean maybe maybe uh them saying that they spent all this money on like 200 plus flood mo- tunnels maybe that's bullshit and they didn't build that many flood tunnels you that's think why all the mole people are holograms i think that there's very few flood tunnels and the mole people live in them that's why vegas still floods but they gave the money for this underground system because area 51 is right there they have people flying area in Area 51 is a distraction right but they have people flying in and out of area 51 from the vegas airport so i'm just saying like it's not unrealistic to think that there's something underground because where are they diverting all that money to couldn't possibly be money laundering because it's las vegas Mm. (laughs) i think that it's more of a devious thing and they're like confiscating city money i think it's it's many billions of dollars over 45 years they've been building these tunnels 200 plus miles of tunnels in 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 153 maybe you know max fucking capacity place like where are all these tunnels yeah, underground, I th- underground, underground, like three miles deep. That's what we found out in Rock of Gibraltar is that there was fucking levels, like stories down, you know, like six levels down and shit. It's not unrealistic to think that of Area Vegas. 51 is not that far from from uh, exactly. And so Area 51 is in, in Lincoln County and Nye County. It's on, on the border there. Clark County is directly south and, of and Lincoln Area County. And Area 51 is supposed to be all underground and multiple levels underground. So, of course, I say that, but there's supposedly that's a distraction for right, something right. entirely but, different. But, but we have Vegas sitting here saying they're building these flood tunnels underground. There's sure. constant flooding. And the flood tunnels they do show, there's homeless people living in them. Mm-hmm. So there's not... That, that money didn't go to 200 miles of flood tunnels. So you think that the that the homeless people, it's meant... Like, that's an entirely different thing from it's these quote-unquote de- flood tunnels? I think that the homeless people are a deterrent so that people don't go into those tunnels and realize it's either one, a fucking doorway to a military fucking sanctioned, like, you know, cargo Oh, man, road, this would be such a good movie. Or number two... Uh, Oh, you made me lose my train of thought now. Or number two, that um, they're like, it's just money laundering and they're just diverting yeah. the money and it's spending both, it themselves. If anything. And, and like they only have that little tiny bit of tunnels that the mole people live in and that they have to close off. 
Huh. You know? Yeah. So, I, what a great movie this would be. Like right. if there if there was if the government had this devious plan to put a bunch of homeless people in between society and the military. And it was just to keep everyone away from like who knows what they got down there. Yeah, to, like know. it's it it's a great deterrent for fucking. Like, oh sure, no one wants to fuck with it because they're like, explorers. yeah, it's just yeah. Urban, there's only a few videos where like the hobos will tell the urban explorers, yeah, I'll take you in there, but if you go by yourself, you're gonna get robbed and stabbed. Sure. So they go with a homeless person, but like halfway in, they're like that they don't trust this homeless person anymore because he starts to get sketchy. Well, and, there's like, something it's really just, all those videos are like that. There's something very interesting about the idea. Yeah, and we'll wrap up here after this, unless you got anything to close no, on. But, no, no, I've just I've well, yeah. So there's mind, this, man. there's this, you know, idea that I, you know, read. Who knows how accurate it is and how many people do this, but people go and live their lives down there with the mole people, and then go to apartments. It said, right? Yeah. So who's to say? And and I'm really fucking getting out there with this one, and and, and believing in some goofy shit. Who's to say that there isn't some actual like CIA fucking assets? Or yeah, FBI those- or, or any like DOD, whatever, military people, high level government people that live in regular homes and go and spend some time and have earned the trust of these fucking quote mole people, mole, like CIA mole. Yeah, right? they're called the mole people, called the mole city. So you know what a mole is in like, yeah. you know, counterintelligence and yeah, shit? Yeah, So I, I, again, yeah. So again, exactly. I'm just saying... <laughs> What a great movie that would be if there's right. like some fucking like dude that like meets with the president, not this president, because there's nothing sexy about no, that. No. But if someone <laughs> nobody wants to meet any, no, it doesn't even matter meeting a president. It's but just... think about that real quick. If there is someone that like shakes the hand with president and like has like high level meetings with the president, Aww. and then actually goes and lives down with the mole people from time to okay, time well... just to get intel and to make sure that those people are like kind of clueless. To what's thought, on the other side of the fucking wall or whatever they're they're quote unquote protecting. It's kind of I cool. thought your conspiracy where you were going right now is that these people live in regular houses. All these mole people that are homeless that are right there, like living there, they live in regular and it's all houses. A photo shoot. And they go down there and they are CIA agents. They Not are all operatives, of all of them, and no. they're there to like just like keep the front, to no. keep the front of keeping people away from like even like not even just the entrance of the tunnels, but like just like scattered around the city. No, no fucking way. Now, if anything, you said what three hundred thousand people live down there? No, thir- uh, three thousand plus. Oh god, okay, yeah, three hundred thousand would be a lot. Yeah, but, um, but there's like there's three thousand. I would say maybe twenty twenty max could be like CIA assets. I've seen one That'd thing. That'd be fucking wild. I saw one article that said there's up to 10,000 people down there, but every other article said there's two to 3,000 people. Mm. <laughs> so I don't really know what to believe. That's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm I, like compelled to give you the information that the, the, that there's more this of. Is keeping you, know? you up at night? It, it is. Okay. I mean, if there is 10,000 fucking people down there, there is a legit mole city, and that does make sense to have 10,000 people living in the 200 miles of fucking tunnels. I don't think there's 200 miles of tunnels. I think there's just a set chunk of tunnels, maybe all around the strip and a little downtown, you know? Yeah. And then the the rest, and those are decoy bullshits because the rest of the underground money was spent on fucking government uh, freeway tunnels or it was just siphoned into money laundering, which, you know, the mob did own Vegas during the time. Well, Las Vegas, they call built, it Sin but... City. Maybe there's some very, very, very dark things going on down there. And maybe this is 
some uh you know they live type shit that goes on remember that movie they live one of your favorite movies my, probably my favorite conspiracy movie to be honest like the whole vibe <laughs> of it's great but i mean like if you think about the plot of that movie the 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 dude he's a transient guy goes around gets work wherever he can kind of goes and lives above ground but in these group communities of people that really don't have anything going on for yeah. them and for the record if there is 10,000 people down there, that's the size of Skid Row. Skid Row is 8,000 to 11,000 yeah. people. So this is, I mean, Skid Row gets a lot of attention. Um, but not even the cops will go down there, so there's no way to check. These maybe are they're not allowed. Estimates. They're probably not allowed to. Right. Yeah, well, that's what ups. I mean. There's, there's articles about the guy that killed someone, ran into there. The cops supposedly just watched and monitored the fucking entrances. Which is crazy if there's That's 200 cool. miles of entrances and exits or whatever. How can you monitor? There only has to be a couple because they saw him come out two days later and arrested him. But they wouldn't go in. Hey, you know, so. I'll tell you right now, the listeners may hate you, but I thought that was really good. Honestly. Really? Yeah, I thought that that topic was very interesting. I, I think I'd heard of the mole people, but I haven't. Be lots of different things. I'd heard of the mole people, but I haven't. See, that's what you got to work on. When daddy, <laughs> when daddy speak, oh, you shut up, okay? That's the problem. <laughs> When uh, I've heard of the mole people, <laughs> I've heard of the mole people, but right. I just haven't really uh, looked into them much. And there is when you think about the tunnels that could be. I saw that you checked yourself there. That was good. You wanted to talk, <laughs> yeah. but you stopped. Um, it, it, there could definitely be something very like government tied and some kind of, dare I say, black operation going on down there. Right. But give your last thoughts and then let's get into this great episode with Ron Weed. And, of course, uh, Matt from the Master Debaters Well, here. I was just going to say, like, all the mainstream news says, don't go down there. It's bad. Murders, rapists, and drug addicts. And I don't know, man. I think that's a big deterrent. You know? Could it also be these people get everything for free, and it's like a little utopia down there? I mean, who knows, man? We're They've not allowed got down there. Dressers and boomboxes, electricity generators. Who Everyone's just knows? having sex. Everyone's sucking and touching each other. Ew. You're so weird. I'm just kidding. No, that was great. Honestly, very, very interesting. And um, I was uh, I was hesitant to bring you back on. Um, because I was a little grumpy right in the beginning. No, because of your feedback from oh. or, uh, or critiques. Oh, but okay. Well, I think you, you redeemed really yourself. Really like me or really hate me? Either way, um... I think you've lost Australia. I think if you ever went to Australia, they would murder you there. <laughs> but there's a lot of the other world, and I love my Australian listeners. They still seem to like me. No, they 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 are very boisterous, and I apologize if I've offended you, Australia. I don't think you offend them. I just think they don't like you. I really don't care if you like me or not, but I, far I away. do apologize. Okay, I do apologize. Well, clearly you care, so. Again, I want know. them to feel better about their review, so I'm apologizing for my annoying bullshit. Yeah, I think you did good here. Um, this was a, an interesting topic to bring across my desk, and I did approve it. And uh, we'll be talking soon, guys. Uh, enjoy this episode with Ron Weed from the Imaginarium of Thought. And then, of course, um, you know, check out these shows. If you listen to this this morning, you're going to get the very newest episode of Monday Night Master Debaters over at the Great Deception Podcasts feed. Um, we do one of those every single Monday night. He usually releases them either that night or Tuesday morning. Awesome show. The very best group chat roundtable type show out there. I fucking stand behind it. And, uh, you know, until then, guys, talk soon. Enjoy this episode. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. First of August, hard to believe we're 
fucking eight months into the year now, man. This is flying by. We got a good one tonight, folks. We got Ron and Zach from the Imaginarium of Thought. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Long time no no chat there, Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, on, huh? at least on video, we used to see each other all all the time on the tavern. But... <laughs> it used to be weekly, and I, I I haven't seen you and a couple other people in quite a while now. But I, I've been a phantom too myself this summer, man. I I haven't been hitting up all the podcasts I used to and making the rounds like I used to, and just been enjoying the summer a little bit. Yeah, same here. Um, I just got a new job and. Uh moved moved into a new state and everything like that so podcast you know it's been kind of hard to put time aside aside to really put out some quality content for the listeners like like you do you know i'm uh you but you 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 put out uh real good episodes like real professional like we're, we're kind of uh, uh you know bouncing off the ropes trying to figure things out i guess <laughs> But that's the that's the best part about podcasting, right? There's no guide, there's no, you know, way that you have to do it. It's your show, and that's why everybody's got their unique touch. And the ones, you know, what I find is the people that you you can tell are trying to be like someone or start poaching off someone, their show sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's boring. It's unoriginal. You know, it's just there's no point to it. So, I, I like it, man. And you know, our good friends bless his soul random randy right that guy yeah. can he he can talk and talk and talk but his he he's been putting out some great episodes on uh the red thread podcast over there the last like two weeks he's been on fire almost dropping one a day and but that's the way he goes he gets in the in these modes where he's just now he's just doing everything right away instead of sitting down and doing research he's just going basically one one rip through and then bringing it to us and i love that man because it's raw and yeah. i know rye you do that sometimes too right sometimes you just you know find something and just run with it yeah man i i don't do one a day um i try to research a lot and i i know randy does uh his research is uh, really really well too but yeah man it's uh sometimes you get in grooves where something's real kind of inspiring and you just want to rail on you know like for me it's the un right now i love talking shit about the un and their agenda um but yeah sometimes you get in, in grooves where you just want to pump out stuff on on a particular topic you just did that one with jim mars's book man he is my probably my favorite conspiracy artist i know he's dead now but uh the dude's fucking awesome man i have two of his so books. deep in all his books you know yeah. so well researched and he goes around now do i agree with all his conclusions not necessarily but it doesn't discredit his work at all like he does some good secret society work um he's got that what's the uh the trillion dollar conspiracy trillion. is a good one yes that's the one i want to get i i read that probably a couple years ago i'll get to get back into that one again yeah it's a good one. yeah i've actually uh I finished reading that book, I think, earlier this year, uh, The Rise of the Fourth Reich. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool that you're actually, uh, you know, putting episodes out about it because uh, uh, I feel the same way with you. Tons of information. And then I, I like how he lists all of the sources in the back of the book. So everything he talks about, you can go look it up yourself. Um, but you can definitely tell he leans more towards uh, uh, Repub Republicans being the bad guys. Um, and because in his book, he, you know, he's mentioned like 
Al Gore and like a good light and stuff like that, all these other kind yeah. of Democrats. Uh, but he, you know, he strictly says Republican Party is the Nazi Party and this and that. And kind of, he kind of pushes it more like the Republican Party are the bad guys. And he to he's got a point because um, you know they're both you know two sides of the same coin essentially two heads yeah, of the same he, eagle. And he feels like the Republican Party's been perverted more by like the occult and the Nazis and stuff like that, whereas he feels the libs are just being the libs. That's what they do. They're just open and free. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if he was alive today. I wonder because when did he die? In two thousand twelve or something? Two thousand fifteen? Yeah, it was like. 12 or 13 i want to say because yeah i wonder if he was alive today how he would feel about the liberals because they were actually pretty pretty like favorable to more conspiratorial people or people that didn't like the establishment right i mean like it used to be the liberals and now it seems for whatever reason it seems to be the conservatives oh he was 2017 he was recent okay oh wow yeah right when trump got elected huh and guess what day it was august 2nd that's tomorrow. Oh, shit. When this is airing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How's that for a synchronicity? Yeah, huh? Yeah, man. He's a G. Uh, that's uh, in that trillion dollar conspiracy book. That's where I learned about your favorite word, Matt. Yes, sir. You know what I'm talking about? Brucella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and brucellosis. Yeah, dude. dude you can't those, fucking say one without the other. I had never oh. heard those words ever before, and now they are forever ingrained in my head. And I really, I want to take a puff every time I hear them from now on out. <laughs> yeah, you'll get pretty stoned if you do that. <laughs> on one of my episodes, but yeah, dude. Um, I saw right now too. Um, that uh, I I know that your buddy dipped out. Hopefully, he'll be back on. Um, yeah, he actually just texted me. I guess he said his internet keeps cutting out, and he wanted me to apologize to y'all. Sorry about oh, the technical so difficulties. <laughs> That happens, dude. But no, um, I saw that the Gateway Pundit is suing to try and get the uh, Epstein records disclosed. Have you guys seen that? Uh-uh. No. Yeah, so who knows what's going to come of that, but that's pretty interesting, man, because uh, I think that it's a dog and pony show, but the Gateway Pundit does seem to be... Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that, Rye, because I was glancing over the New York Post before I hopped on here, and they had a thing about how Joe Rogan thinks oh. that Epstein was either working for Mossad or the CIA. Yeah. which is just very interesting timing today, you know, right now. And, and considering the fact that, you know, who gives a shit about him? Everybody wants to know about the list. Nobody cares about the guy anymore. About Epstein. Yeah. 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 And also yeah. Uh, what I feel with that whole thing, in a way, they kind of made the general public consent to uh, underage sex trafficking in a way. Because um, as obvious as it is with the list and things like that, people aren't, you know, stop, right, you know, protesting in the streets, asking for these names to be revealed, but they'll do it over, you know, this uh, Roe versus Wade or any of this other stuff. Or some meth head that, yeah, gets pinned down on the ground by a cop. And so, um, and with that, I, and also I feel like with the whole Epstein thing is the re they kind of just through him obviously there's a lot more sex traffickers out there that are still running in this stuff but i think they're putting out that image that this is all about just sexual perversions but uh from what we know with the clintons and things like that and th you know things we've heard them involved with uh, allegedly <laughs> that um it's a lot more than sexual perversion and what they're what the 
the deeper aspects of it is, is, is probably, you know, adrenochrome harvesting or they're using these kids for uh, sacrifice, you know, satanic sacrificing, which sounds like, oh, that's satanic panic and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, from what we see, you got ev- evidence against the Clintons and it involves human trafficking. You're dead. <laughs> Dude, guaranteed it, it, it is interesting and then the way that you're talking about that ron i'm the next episode that i'm doing it's about uh black magic and human trafficking and the connections there mm-hmm. and it is all black magic uh from what i gathered just from doing a little bit of research and i'm gonna probably do this episode either tomorrow or, or wednesday but dude um it's it seems that that's all just connected i mean there's girls especially from nigeria um that they move up into europe and they they move all around through there and they're trafficked throughout Europe. And there's churches dedicated to these people that um, they say once they're crossing the, the border, once they're getting into Europe or leaving their country of Africa, it's this specific region called Edo or Edu, I think. E-D-O is mm-hmm. what it is. And um, once they leave that area, they have to uh, take an oath to Satan in order to leave that area. And then so they believe through their customs like their their religion or whatever spiritual connection or whatever they believe that they are controlled by their handler and also satan so like these women are going to like hospitals after they try and break out of the sex trafficking and the prostitution and they'll be doing good and then like this one story this lady got a package at her asylum after like making massive amounts of recovery from Mm -hmm. thinking that she was possessed gets a package from her city and has a fucking breakdown, a, a psychotic break, escapes this mental hospital, and then she, she's never seen by these people again. So there's something about it, dude. Whether they believe that they're being possessed or controlled, there's there's something to it. You know, it's that, that placebo, maybe. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe it's just a placebo effect. Yeah, but it's dude, it's wild. There's there's people that are that are dedicated to trying to solve the they call it juju right like bad juju and shit like that yeah. it, it's uh it's very interesting and then just the connections you see it in mexico which you know supposedly allegedly the cartels who i'm a big fan of i respect the cartels okay <laughs> um but they uh they they worship like santa muerte like which is the, the mm-hmm. saint of death and like they they do some satanic shit and that that pastor that i used to talk to a lot sam just said because I called him after I had that issue with somebody following me around. He was like, yeah, dude, just every time you leave your house, just pray to Jesus, like directly to Jesus and say to protect you. And, uh, you know, I haven't had anything happen since, but I apparently, according to the Christian ideology, that would block anything that these black magicians are trying to to enact on you. It's crazy, man, because that's like that voodoo shit they do. I mean, that's big down in like the Caribbean and Cuba and. And that shit's no joke, man. They mess with your soul at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, even here in uh, the southern states of the, you know, southern United States, uh, Louisiana, uh, Georgia, you know, the coastal Georgia, the Gullahs in um, South Carolina, you know, uh, for whatever reason, rich aristocrats. Like, I've, I know you've talked about that before, how it's usually only the rich aristocrat elites that really dabbled in um esoteric stuff in in the older times and uh it makes you wonder why uh um you know the clintons are going down to uh haiti and stuff we know with all the haiti you know uh voodoo and stuff like that that goes down there um 
don't know if you ever seen that movie about Savannah, the uh, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, it's a famous movie. But basically, you know, long story short, it has to do with a bunch of different things. But it's a you know talks about you know rich people messing around with you know voodoo and hoodoo and stuff like that and um uh you know uh it to them i i mean it it must be some sort of game you know like to see what's real so they really you know that must be why they're into it or who know who who really knows what what that would really come from but yeah. um i guess maybe you know not I guess it's going to sound racist. I, you know, I shouldn't say that this might sound racist, but <laughs> hey, you <laughs> but, know, fire away. What we, what we know, you know, we know soul food and we know, you know, soul and spirit and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's no, you know, that's uh, not saying that only blacks can do it, but that's, that's, uh, you know, the whole process with, you know, uh, what Rocky three, when Apollo taught him rhythm and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what he was teaching him. He was, te- you know, he was stiff and broad and he was, he wanted to teach him rhythm. Um, and that's really what it comes down to is the soul, you know, music, when you can ask musicians when they're jamming out and, uh, and everything like that, they're really vibing, you know, it's like, there's a soul connection. Um, athletes on a field, um, high level, you know, military special operations groups, you're almost working like a, uh, you know, like a, um, like a hive, you know, like a, absolutely. Like you, you're almost, they're almost, you don't have to say anything. You're almost well, it's operating called, it's better. Called, yeah. It's called team chemistry, right, Ron? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's a component that's immeasurable. And, and that gets into a lot of things about life too, right? There's these immeasurable qualities. Why are you attracted to a certain person? Why do you bond well with a, a certain person? Why can you meet a person for a first time and automatically click, right? There's, these, there's this something out there that, that brings people together. And, and when they do come together efficiently, man, the power of human is amazing. Yeah. And, and I feel like, I guess to go back to my other point where I wanted to make, where I bring up, a, you know, soul and, and spirit and everything like that is uh, from, from what I know growing up in, you know, Savannah, which is one of the most uh, predominantly uh, black cities, you know, um, highest populations. Uh, um, you know, there's definitely uh, that soul, that vibe. Uh, I feel like that's why they're going after the black community is because they are, they do have a natural inclination to, being in tune with their soul and that that uh that inner spirit that because it you know yeah it sounds like a stereotype and stuff but you know from every you know stereo there's truth to stereotypes we know that uh that doesn't mean it's definitive to all groups but i feel like that's why they're specifically targeting the black community and a lot of these things is because uh you know you look at the abortion thing right because of the, the abortion clinics and planned parenthood 50% 50% of the black population is, is gone. That would, that would be here right now if it wasn't for abortions being pushed in the urban communities. So um, at the same time, they're acting like they're the uh, save saviors of the black community. They're actually keeping that victim mentality, keeping that uh, mindset in the black community that um, all that matters is materialism. So it's they want the ultimate yeah. gaslighting, Ron. You yeah. know, it, it, it's beyond gaslighting at this point. 
And if 2020 wasn't apparent with BLM, I mean, that's, that's just the biggest slap in the face. Yeah. And that's, you know, um, that's really what I feel like is, uh, you know, once the, you know, I don't, I don't know, there must be something to the black, you know, because from what we know with our studying, the majority of the Illuminati elite or whatever you want to call them are really old white people mm. <laughs> who are almost 99% racist, <laughs> you know, so there's, you know, there's got to be uh, some sort of inheritance to the black community that the elites don't want them to realize. And what that is, is uh, getting in touch with their soul and, and uh, spiritualism. Because I, I know I've, you know, I know uh, you start talking about magic and things like that. And, and like, especially like the more uh, urban communities, people will freak out. They do not like magic. They do not like any sort of woo-woo stuff like that they will freak out but i feel like inherently not just them but all of us like need to be in touch more spiritually well they freak out because they've been made to fear it right i think that a lot of this stuff comes from black culture like a lot of the uh like voodoo comes from haiti right Mm -hmm. um a lot of different necromancy is another haitian practice a lot of it seems to come from that area, but the Haitians came over to that area from Africa, right? So a lot of that starts from Africa. A lot of the the weird like spiritual practices and shit like that. And there what, is what uh, you would almost call witchcraft, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Witchcraft. So that's why I'm saying like with black magic and white magic. I don't know if you guys remember when Trump was running in 2016, there was a whole group of witches, mostly white that were trying to curse Trump and, and put a binding spell on him. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> That's so kind of what got see, me into magic. Did you myself. see this, right Today, ironically, uh, Governor Baker pardoned a witch from 329 years ago. So, oh. yeah. Well, lucky her, huh? Elizabeth Johnson Jr. was one of over 200 suspects in witch practices during the Salem witch trials. And uh, she was pardoned by the governor. 329 years later well yeah that's like the church pardoning uh who was it that said that the earth was round and go when it goes around the sun yeah uh oh fuck michelangelo no uh well copernicus set us up here copernicus galileo or yeah galileo was that it well do you see the pope was up in canada trying to apologize to the indigenous children yeah when he said hell wasn't real for what the royals did to him and everything and what they've done to (laughs) him it's like man did that church they got they can apologize till they're blue in the face nobody buys an ounce of it yeah there's something about when those guys are in front of people apologizing to the communities they feel like that is important but like we're all sitting here seeing that and it's like no dude like you you guys are already doing it you're perpetuating it yourselves but um I feel like when they're around, like when they're there, like if the Pope were to come in to apologize to a neighborhood that you were part of, a lot of people would be like, oh, my God, this is the Pope. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's uh, yeah, these people have this fake air of majesty. And but anyway, what I was saying with the the magic thing with these witches, there was a black lady that came out and she's, you know, a witch, she said. And she was saying that these stupid white girls are doing their white girl magic and none of it's going to work. They're not doing the right, the right, not doing it the right way at all. And look at the way that everything worked out for them. Right. They have 
this thing called waft it's witches against fascist totalitarianism there's something hilarious to me about that i don't know why it's like these people are practicing dark arts but then they want to be super tolerant while they're doing it you know it's just it's it's a gimmick it's this stupid these girls that think that like not showering and not shaving and doing all this weird stuff is going to somehow give them some closer connection to the earth and because that's a cool thing for a lot of people right now with the spiritual push hate to bag on it as always mm -hmm. but i mean with the spiritual push and you get closer to the earth dude a lot of people are getting fooled into this and maybe they did conjure up something but magic comes back to you three or five or tenfold depending on what you're doing and you know they're doing all this stuff going against fascism and now in their opinion they're losing their right to abortion years later trump appointed almost half the damn court at this point they fucked themselves over if, if you know if, if any of this is real if they tried to put some spell on this dude who probably has some magic behind him as well he's a really good chaos magician he's a wizard and now yep. yeah or, or yeah a warlock or a sorcerer or whatever we want to call it there's something to this dude i and i find it very interesting you know the bible mentions magic many times and it's like you know don't ever mess with white or black magic it's uh it's interesting, man. Later, I can read these these comparisons of white and black magic. You guys can see what you think about it. But um, it's it's very interesting. It's something I'm really interested in lately. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, actually, it's funny. You mentioned that uh, time all those witches cursed uh, Trump or whatever. <laughs> That's actually what got me into magic and spirit, you know, that whole spiritual occult side, like really diving into it more because I saw that. and I'm like, you know what? If they believe it, I might as well just, you know, try the other side, right? Be a good guy, magician, put protection spells around Trump or whatever, because that's back when I was in the queue and shit. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I messed around with it. And I guess, you know, from, you know, from my story is I had a little bit more, I guess, maybe inclin inclinations to that kind of stuff. But um, I, I came to a realization that it's not something you should mess with lightly, <laughs> even if it is like positive um because you want to clear your space you don't want to be lazy like because i remembered uh um i was mostly doing divination but i would do like you know spells to like help heal the world and stuff like that i didn't you know i didn't do money prosperity none of that kind of crap i was more like an altruist type magician but i remember just cleaning my altar space one day because i kept it really clean you know uh, you know dirt you know i'd clean all the dirt dust and everything but i remember uh, I felt a vortex of energy, like a little cyclone of energy coming up from the center of my altar table. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, uh, that definitely shouldn't be there. <laughs> and I got a, a buddy of mine. I was like, can you feel it? Put your hand over here. And he's like, yeah, I feel like I heat or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I messed up. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I guess. Cause you know, I would do, do the rich, you know, I'd be super serious. I'd take the bath, you know, all lights out to do it by myself i'd get in like a trance light state you know and almost be um like that but uh i guess closing down the circles and stuff like that uh maybe i got a little lazy one time and didn't really cleanse that send that energy up into the into the matrix you know to do what it does um uh so yeah i, I will say from my experiences that stuff is real and, and uh with divination I would, uh, I would tell people, Hey, you ask God or what you, what you, what question you want answered and I'll get the answer for you. 
and I'd go and I'd do uh, what I did is I did a, a mixture of uh, rune magic and vamp vampire magic because what it was I'd almost get their uh, get their permission and in my mind like third eye I'd meditate it and I'd imagine sucking their life force in to my left hand you know because the left hand takes left hand path and then the right hand gives and I'd imagine channeling their energy through my body and out my right hand into the runes and then once I felt like the bag got nice and soaked up with with that energy I'd reach my hand in there and start moving the stones around and the stone that would be for them would almost stick to my hand like a magnet or it'd be I try to you know I push it away and it kind of like flip back into my fingers or something like that mm. and like okay that's their stone and that's how I uh, did divination and people people would like they'd be like oh my god how did you give me this response or whatever I didn't tell you anything and I'm like well because you you know, thoughts are, you know how they say thoughts are energy. Um, that when we uh, think of something that we, we're literally blending that thought into the makeup of the reality. And then someone across the world can think of it. The whole, uh, when one person thought of fire, they thought of the wheel, somebody on the other side of the world started thinking of it too. So, so you got into all this, Ron, just because you didn't now i guess the question would be now did you ever consider using black magic or any of the darker magic um well when i was a kid and, and this before my whole experience happened this kind of goes i was thinking about that because i was really into like dragon ball z which is like an anime you know fireballs oh, yeah. like street fighter and stuff like that great and show. i was just thinking about it if like yeah that would be cool because that's what we see in the movies and stuff like that. But that would be kind of a shitty thing to just destroy things all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be cool to throw a fireball, but where are you going to throw that fireball? Do you have a firing range that's safe where you won't destroy shit? It's just dirt mounds. Nobody gives a shit about, or, you know, you can hurt. Like, I don't know if you've seen like the boys or invincibles. Yep. It's like, the, yeah, it's about how like, you know, the dark side of having superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> fighting in a city you don't see all the hundreds of people getting you know killed by superheroes fighting and stuff like so um yeah i never uh i never did the any dark magic uh never thought about but i will say even though i was strictly messing with only altruist magic the do as thou wilt mindset started corrupting me i will say like i was slowly be being uh pulled towards the darker side of things where i was like because you try to um you try to you know trying to make sense of of things like okay why if if god is in control of everything and has this path laid out and stuff like that then why would he let horrible things happen to good people you know and well, things. that was one thing I was finding is that supposedly, you know, we're told that white magic is more powerful. I've found that black magic is much more powerful than white magic and yeah. black magic will oftentimes disguise itself as white magic. Um, I was going to share this with you real quick and see what you thought of this. This is that group. And this just kind of lets you know how corrupted the idea of these witches are. And it's all like a publicity stunt, but they're messing or not publicity stunt, but it's a gimmick. It's something she's where they're the, trying. She's got those Biden eyes. 
Uh Yeah, no kidding. Um, These people are tapping into something accidentally, it seems. There's this Amanda Yates Garcia, but this is that waft, which is against fascist totalitarianism. And look what the dude's wearing on his head. It's a it's the yeah. Pope's hat. You know, it, this is the the hat of, of Akhenaten. And it's like, dude, no. I mean, if you're if you're trying to do something that's going against society, you're not going to throw that in there. Um, this was some of their stupid spells that they were doing. It's uh, they were doing a binding spell, trying to bind Trump to himself. Uh, this is the head witch, uh, you know, doesn't, you know, why, why does she wear makeup? Why does she, you know, make herself look nice if she's actually a witch or she's not like trying to be gimmicky? Like I said, you see her little cards and shit. Um, and then this is based out of Los Angeles, mind you. So, you know, there's a lot of poor people around there living in, in areas like that. Dude, um, just weird to me. And then, of course, you know, she's got her all seeing eye here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's a weird deal to me. It's it's uh one of many of these organizations that just seems like they're just straight up taking advantage of people that are just deliberately trying to go against religion because religion's done a lot of harm and they're going right into the hands of like this dark stuff just to feel like some sense of community. Yeah. And, and um, also like what you were saying, these white girls doing the, <laughs> the magic Good. wrong, like what that lady said, um, same thing with me. Um, I don't, you know they think oh it's harmless it's just blah 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 but they don't really realize uh the pieces you're setting in motion like you could be asking for something and basically like what i asked for in in a certain thing did happen but it was a very tragic course to those positive things happening you know it's one of those kind of things now where did, did my magic spell really have effect on reality and shaped it in this way? Would it have happened if I never made that spell, you know, and, uh, you know, things, it's like that wish master thing. Be careful what you wish for, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. It just might, the path towards it might not have been the one you wanted. To yeah. You got to be careful together. the strings attached to it. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, there was one thing that I was seeing too about it where, you know, the the black magic, black magicians worship a God that's very jealous and very so like tying this into the Freemasons, right? How they believe in like Lucifer and Satan as two parts of the same entity. But Satan represents darkness. Lucifer represents light. The, the white magicians worship Lucifer. The black magicians worship, worship Satan. The Church of uh, Satan with Anton LaVey that wasn't so much about Satanism. It was more about black magic. If you look into what they talk about, that's all that it was. You know, they would use sigils and they would get a lot of people together and try and perform dark mass rituals. And um, so that was kind of mind blowing to look into. And then when you think about Satan and Lucifer, which is again, one entity, that God that they worship is a jealous God. I mean, Lucifer, and, and when I say God, I'm just referring to it the way that they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lucifer is, is jealous as hell, man. Like he was he he was God's prized possession until God created Adam and Eve, if we're following the Christian story. And then he became so jealous that he wanted to rebel against God and start his own kingdom. That's why Solinsky dedicated a book of anarchy to him, right? Or radical radicalism. So 
you know, these people saying straight up that they that they follow a jealous God and they have to humiliate themselves. That's where you get your, your humiliation rituals or you have to sacrifice. Um, I mean, it all it all makes a little bit of sense. Again, I'm just starting to look into it, but it's uh, it goes pretty deep, dude, just on the surface, even. Yeah, uh, um, I, I would say the reason why they, they would say maybe uh, black magic is is more powerful in a sense is because um it's there's a gain of uh, of self there's more of a, a visible gain uh to that magic yeah, like a more tangible gain right tangible gain while um you know because you're it's a service to self um attitude and, and even even they say even prosperity magic is a gray area because yeah you're you're not really because yeah you get prosperity for yourself but for you to gain that prosperity that that means somebody else had to get the shit end of the stick you got that job but some guy who's who's struggling to feed his family didn't get it <laughs> you know yep. so there it's it's kind of a gray area um um what well i think uh more white magic is is basically what we're doing now uh a uh, 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 sacrifice of time effort and uh dedication uh for a better world not just for us but for our loved ones and future generations this is you know pot conspiracy podcast in a way is a form of of in my opinion white magic but as we can see in a lot of these uh you know clicks and things like that sometimes uh even in like how we say the Illuminati and the bad side have factions. Like, you know, you have the Trump side fighting against the Clinton side, but they're actually on the same team. Yeah. It's kind of the same way in the, you know, this truth or podcast movement where there ends up being factions formed and, you know, they're all, you know, so it's kind of like maybe in real world aspects, the good guys out there behind the scenes trying to save the world are probably don't get along with the other group of good guys who are out trying to save yeah. the world. They're all fighting against each other and there's because well, they yeah, want this, obviously you know. somebody thinks they have the right way to do it. Right. And then somebody else mm -hmm. says, no, I have the right way to do it. Let's do it my way. And th that's the ultimate battle. And, and then ego gets in the way and rather than making a compromise, then, then the factions split right now. Now you have two warring factions after the same cause, but they're going to fight it, fight each other along the way, which is just another distraction. Hmm. Yeah. Tripping their own self, you know, tripping, uh, what is it? Uh, and instead of seeing others succeed, they'll just take them down with them, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, it, it is interesting. Um, man, man, I, uh, I don't know if you guys wanted to move away from this magic stuff, but I had this little list of, uh, things I found on a website going like white versus black magic. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if you want to look at that or not. Yeah. Yeah. Lift it up. Let's see here. Cause yeah, dude, I think that, um, there's some to the idea of white magic being more simple. Um, I was even thinking, you know, when you're, when you create a good and maybe you create a company around that good, right. Um, you're, you're taking money of yours and you're turning that into a product and then you're turning that product into a sale. So someone else is buying that product. And then you're, you're basically turning your money, your little bit of money, into more money, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about it from a real basic perspective, yes, there's more, you know, tangible things, as Matt said, that go into it. But 
I mean, if you think about it, turning a dollar into $10, couldn't that be considered magic in a sense, right? I mean, if you're if you're going to think about it very, very basic, I mean, it's to me, it's, if it's dollars magic. are real. Yeah. If you count dollars as real. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone uses them, right? I mean, we have to use them, unfortunately, to pay our, our bills, to to light our houses. And, you know, if it's not that, then maybe it's silver, right? You're turning an ounce of silver into, uh, you know, 10 ounces of silver or whatever. Um, I think that like when you're gaining things out of it, it seems to it seems to have some sort of magical effect to it. But anyway, yeah, this is it. This is kind of interesting. Like the black magic, it's it's more magical thinking versus rational thinking on the white magic side. Um, and jump in either one of you guys, because I'm interested to see what you think about this. Again, this is what I'm kind of talking about in the episode later. Um, another thing, well, they, <laughs> black my thing is, I see. Uh, <laughs> I didn't no, go ahead. No, I was going to say we're on the white side that says accepting facts. Like, what is a fact? <laughs> like, well, a fact would be, you know, something like uh, there, there's two genders, you know, only a man and a female can reproduce. And then these yeah. black magicians out here are telling us that, that that's not the case. You know, two yeah. men can procreate. Now, and, it's a g- genuine truth because I guess factly, I guess that's a that's a truth. That's a true fact because, you know, according <laughs> to nowadays, there's, you know, 50 plus genders or whatever all this bullshit well and that's that's part of it right ron that's part of their agenda is to create chaos to invert things to change the meaning of words to pervert meanings of things and and that is that's it right there i mean that's what they're trying to they're revolting against nature the natural way of life they don't they don't want any part of that and you know that's why i you know, I got into the, the, the Nazi, you know, operation paperclip a little bit, because that ties into where we are today in the sense of importing all these people to, to undermine all these dark programs, but that goes back to the old world too. Right. And that's when we started seeing things change, you know, with the industrial revolution, you started seeing that revolt against nature. You started seeing the rise of, of big cities and, and this different way of living where we got out of touch with things. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest perversions that they've been able to do is, is that bond that humanity has with nature. And, and they've just totally taken that and, and thrown absolute everything they can into disrupting it. Mm. Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, think about all these different ideas. I'm just kind of looking down there and I c- compare them to the government every single thing and see like because that's the idea here from this article that the government practices black magic i mean and it it is it's to a t it really is go down ryan on black magic down third from the bottom imposed chaos (laughs) imposed chaos versus emerging order i mean you know static wishes utopian in intention they're trying to create a utopia right now by making it so that no one's hungry making it so no one's poor all this stuff that's which they could do we all know they could do that right now if they decided to they don't need our help they they would take one or two of those ultra elites and they could feed the whole world so i don't want to hear any of that shit well i think the way the reason i say it's impossible is because it would make it so that people's uh people's way of life would be compromised big time like our our lives wouldn't be as good if every single person in the world i think and maybe i'm wrong maybe this is ignorant of me but i think that we would have to sacrifice a little bit for others to live better and i'm okay with that if it would actually fucking happen 
but it wouldn't. You know, these people would use our money, tell us that they're going to give some of our money to the poor people, and then they would just use it for themselves. Well, so and, and, not- and if it's not one group, they're going to find another group to manipulate to, to put in that situation. Right. I mean, they're not going to stop just because we cure it with one. They're going to keep finding someone. It's it's that, you know, prey instinct they have where they just prey on the weak and and take advantage of situations that they can. You see this here, this double think withholding reason to preserve beliefs. Yep. Think about what's happened over the last two years. Recession. Um, Right. The word recession, how now they're changing the meaning of it. And, you know, they've done it with how many different words have they changed in this administration? Yeah. Yeah. Worshiping I mean, ignorance. <laughs> worshiping ignorance, coercing with force. I yep. mean, uh, that's that's what we're seeing that right now. Emotional arguments versus rational ones. Um, statistics. Look at that. Statistics. External rituals of helpless begging prayers. What does that mean, Neo? Oh, it's just, I mean, I, I feel like that's just unnecessarily just praying for yourself. You know, it's that whatever you want to happen, that's what you're praying for. It's not, it has nothing to do with the betterment of anything. It's all, it's all self. Cause this is the counter to the white magic here, the internal discipline of self-help and exercise versus that. So yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And, um, cause I was going to say, uh, you know, Zach was here. I remembered, uh, would have been uh, around 2008 or so when I first started getting into conspiracies and, and stuff. And, uh, you know, I was straight up admitting to people, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen reptilians or whatever. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they'd ask me, dude, everyone thinks you're crazy. Uh, I remember my roommates stuff, uh, big group chat with me and they're like, uh, why don't, why do you talk about this stuff? Uh, you know, uh, billionaires, billionaires aren't having elite sex trafficking, dude, come on. That's crazy. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> from what we know now but um and i said well because if i know this stuff is tr- true i really believe it and i see all this evidence if i look away now then i'm just as guilty then uh that that whole thing where uh i sacrificed you know i i chose comfort over a better world and and you know for 10 plus years till you know you uh, allowed me to come on your show and start t- talking some crazy stuff for, for the majority of time, people were just ignoring me. And, um, you know, as much as I would try to share things, it was almost like, I'm just talking to empty space. And, and I remember before I messaged you that first time comedy and showed you, you know, that so a little bit of that number stuff, I, I had told myself, I'm just not going to talk, try to show this to people anymore. Cause it doesn't, you know, it's kind of like why <laughs> nobody's listening to me and stuff like that. And, you know, you were that, you know that spark you know and that's why that's why i knew right away you were a genuine truth caster because you just let some random stranger on your show to talk about some crazy things but uh um you had a good story man i think that it's it's interesting and dude you know it's it's boring when people just have the same guests on their shows and i figured dude why not just fucking talk to somebody that you know maybe 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 he's lying maybe he's telling the truth I actually legitimately do believe you for sure. Like and, you know, you've gone on other people's shows and you've talked about the same thing and your story doesn't change. So, you know, that's a, that's something that's interesting. And you do know some shit with numbers. Like there's something that I have, there's a few things, dude, that you've told me about that. I had never thought about tying together. You know, when, anytime we get together, we talk about numbers in one way or another. 
And it's mind blowing because I am notoriously bad at understanding what the hell the numbers are telling us, but I want to understand it. And I think that that, I mean, that I'm really happy that you came on, dude. And then obviously talking again, it's, it's always a, a good fucking time, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, um, uh, and that's why I kind of, another reason why I did it is because I wanted other people to, to step up that, that I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who, who ha- probably have more secrets than I do to tell like insider type experiences that aren't willing to make that sacrifice, you know, of, cause now wherever I go, people can look my, look me up and hear me talking about reptilians and, and all this other crazy shit. But at this point, I don't really care. <laughs> And I don't want other people to care either. Everyone is too afraid to say shit. That's why with me, I just can't. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say the shit that people don't want to say. <laughs> and just, you know, start that start that fire, start that uh, chain reaction, you know, going forward. But I don't know if I brung that up. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it reminded me of something, too. A, a, one of my best friends, he hit me up the other day. He said, hey, man, have you heard of the Bohemian Grove? i'm like dude are you serious like i remember specifically multiple times telling him about the behemoth (laughs) and he heard uh mark dice talk about it recently and now he's all like oh behemoth grove behemoth grove and now he's asking me and that made me realize dude because he's my friend and he's seen me get fucked up and talk about stupid shit me saying stuff like that is he's not going to take put any credit to it but if he hears mark dice who he watches on youtube that's you know millions of fans or whatever it is yeah now i believe it Hmm. so uh, that's that's the thing it's not really about what you're saying it has to be you have to it has to be like the right person to say it to really make people believe shit like you well, have, and like it has to be the right time too, Ron. That's I, the other yeah. thing. You know, it's it's the right person saying it at the right time, and who knows that may be you one day, right? And and that's yeah. why we got to keep speaking our truth because it may not be that may not that friend may not be the one that you connect with, right? Specifically, but there may be someone else that hears you down the road, and that and and you awaken that person and and get them, you know, to start thinking otherwise, and that's. That's how I've always approached this is, is listen, man, there's going to be a lot of people that think we're batshit crazy and that's fine because you know what? I think the way they do shit is batshit crazy. Yeah. You know, look at some of these normal people that, that, that live their everyday life and they pray to the corporate God every day when they go into work and, and that's their whole life is their nine to five. And it's like, man, I, I find nothing less stimulating than someone that's just totally absorbed in their job and that's all that's all they are they are their job it's like okay that's great good for you i don't give a shit you know and i i I find them to be extremely boring so it's like you know to each his own and we all find our groups eventually right i mean you we, we all connected eventually and uh there's a reason for it and i think you know together we you know we push each other too like you've opened my mind to so many different things, you know, and, and like Ryan said, I don't know shit about numbers, but when I look at your work, I can start seeing connections there. And, you know, that led me to look into Gematria a little bit and, and see what's out there because there's these other things that we haven't been taught for a reason. Yeah. Right? They, 
a Same very way specific the, reason. Rockefeller said he only he don't want poets or inventors or thinkers anymore. He just wants workers. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that was nothing new. And that's funny you say that because that came up in in Mars's book, and I just uh, I'm working on the second episode right now that I'll put out on Friday, and. Uh, he was comparing that I forgot who he was comparing it with but there was an older someone from an older time that said a similar quote you know and and Rockefeller just updated it to today's version you know I don't want a nation of thinkers I just want a nation of workers and that's why they had the education system the way it is and and so yeah it's 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 weird you know every everybody's got their own different thing you know everybody whatever floats your boat that's the way I look at it now before I was, I'll admit, I was judgmental as hell, man. And if you didn't check any certain boxes with me, I wrote you off. Oh, you yeah. know? And, and now it's like, fuck, dude, the weirder, the better. Let's go. Let's get weird. Bring it on. Yeah. Oh, I'm still judgmental, but I'll listen. I'll listen. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why uh, Emmanuel uh, Kingman, when he had me on his show and he's like the second person to talk to, he was like, dude, I, I, I was trying to like trip you up and catch you, set, you know, trying to make you trip up on your story and stuff. So, uh, oh, I he was that. trying to trip you yeah, up. Yeah. That's cool. And I appreciated that because I don't want people to, you know, just believe me. I wanted people to test me and, and, and all that. And honestly, talking to y'all, it, that was therapy for me because for the longest time it, it was like a traumatic experience. But now that I've kind of got it off my chest and to random strangers on the internet, <laughs> not just, I'm not saying y'all, but the list, you know, listeners and things like that. Like, it's like, okay, well that doesn't really bother me anymore. <laughs> like it used to like, well, yeah. And let's be real. Like, I mean, we are, we are kind of strangers, all of us. Right. I mean, we, yeah. we connect through this stuff, but we've never all hung out. You know, like, um, I don't have kids, but like, I wouldn't just like randomly let one of you guys watch my kids, you know, not no. that I don't trust you, but I, I don't fucking, you know, we, we just talk on the internet and that's kind of something that I think, you know, more people need to be honest about when people, people are like, dude, you guys are my best friends. It's like, well, you know, it, I like talking with you, but we don't know each other that well, you know, who knows what kind of skeletons any of us have in our closet. And that's also kind of like a fun thing to do. I might go kill someone right now after we're done talking, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, but no, I mean, it's just, it's fun to, uh, it's it, I love talking with people in this community, man. Like me and Matt text about UFC fights, you know, and I don't know if you watch UFC, Ron, but you should fucking talk with oh, us yeah, if yeah. you do. Yeah. I, uh, we, I trained MMA for like six years. I did, didn't do martial arts like my whole life. Stuff, oh, so. dope. <laughs> Yeah, no. So like we'll text during that and like every once in a while we'll, we'll like hit each other up about like some some weird shit, you know, but like, dude, we've never hung out. It'd be nice to one day. Right. I mean, it'd be nice to hang out with everybody one day. But, you know, we are kind of all strangers in a sense. And this little, you know, black box that we speak to each other through, you know, it's, uh, it's we're connected to a lot of people. We're strangers like in that sense. But I do really feel like we are like the soul family, like. Oh, sure. And, and yeah. like uh, when they talk about like the elects in the Bible, like I really do feel like they're talking about truth or podcast. <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> People who are like, who write are like truth or podcasters, conspiracy oh. podcasters, or write like conspiracy books and stuff. That's they are the elects. That's, are that's we the God. meek, Ron? Are you no, claiming us to be the meek that shall inherit the earth? Yeah, I really do think so. I really do think uh, the, the, the tide is truly turning. I think um, 
we're definitely a soul family. We are definitely of, of the, you know, cut from the same cloth um, in terms of, of uh, our altruistic uh, goals, you know. And, like, and do you think that's the difference? I was going to ask, what it, what is the difference between, you know, I, I hate saying sides, but if there's two sides to this, you know, there's the the, the maker and then there's the, uh, the other side. What's the difference? Is it that we're kind of into the benefit of everybody, whereas we feel like the other side is more interested in themselves and just acquiring wealth, whereas I feel like we're more on the natural side of things? Well, we want to, we want to, we're protectors of the future. While, um, you know, I guess the other side would be more the slave masters of the future. They're, they're, they're shaping the future in, in the way they want where they're on top. They got all the power while us, even though we're more open, like, I don't, yeah, I like the whole, the whole communist idea, socialist idea sounds great. But uh, then, like you said, somebody else is going to take control and then it's just, it's just going to all flip backwards. I'm kind of more like in, a, in the middle. Like there should be a, uh, a, a sharing and, and a giving, you know, a, you know, a sacrifice for the greater good type mindset. But mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, leaders are, are needed. For me, I, I wouldn't want to be a leader. I wouldn't want to lead people and tell, you know, hey, yeah, let's do this and do that because shit, I don't even do that shit myself. <laughs> I'm like, I like be the guru who doesn't even take his own advice. No, like, but if it's somebody who, who, you know, has really put it in and proved themselves, yeah, I will follow that person. You know? Well, that, like that I, you say that, Ron, that means that you're more qualified to lead than any of our presidents throughout history yeah. <laughs> i mean all of these dude, i forget who said it maybe it was jefferson but it's like you know people i don't think it was jefferson but it was something along the lines where it's like you know people that want to lead should never be in a position to lead and uh those who don't want to lead deserve it the most i forget exactly it's something along those lines but it's like yeah dude I, and i'm not saying you should be president or anything but i'm saying like dude you know there are there are a lot of people in positions of power that should not be there. And I don't know what makes a good leader. And I don't think anyone really does because there are different people that lead and they create successful companies and they have their big shortcomings, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's tough to know. Were you trying to pull something up, Matt? Yeah, I got to, speaking of, uh, hold on, let me just pull this up here. Leaders who are not fit to lead. Let's okay. go straight to the mayor of New York. Oh, boy. Eric Adams. He has started. Check out this. This is so frigging cringe. I I, I can't even explain it. I got to just play it. Hey, tap into good health. I never head out without my New York City tap water. Hot outside. I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best. Huh. Drink up. New York City tap water is the best. Now what you should do, Matt, is go to that water site and let's type in a New York City zip code and see what's in that tap water. Yeah, what was that water? Yeah, site? But 
what he didn't tell everybody is, is his thousand, you know, multi-thousand dollar filtration system for his tap water that yeah. the normal New York citizen isn't going to have. He don't explain that part. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, while you're looking, if you, do you want me to look for that site, man, or do you want to look for it? Because I, I'm really interested in seeing that. I got to find this. Hold on. Okay. Well, what I was going to say, dude, um, back to like that whole leadership thing and, and like the whole family of, of podcasting. I agree for sure that, uh, I mean, dude, I talk with you guys more than I talk with, uh, you know, my, my friends in this city, you know, um, mostly because I don't really see eye to eye with them in a lot of things, but it is interesting that you'll find. And like, you know, we talk shit about technology a lot and, and, um, you know, the, the social media aspect of things and, you know, it's got its downfalls. But I've met a lot of good people, like really, really cool people that I would love to meet in real life doing this, you know, and I, I this is the first time that I've been able to like really say that doing a podcast and just talking with random people that uh, society would mostly call crazy. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fucking cool, dude. I don't know. When are you getting well, back to doing your show, Ron? Oh, uh, um, hopefully I mean, Zach, uh, we got uh, some ideas going. Uh got uh gonna do a show with another podcaster up here soon about a uh, pro wrestling a little, <laughs> little teaser nice. conspiracy angle with a uh, pro wrestling and stuff like that because uh you know there's a lot that goes into that not just with you know you remember the whole nwo yeah and the different uh factions you know the nwo <laughs> yeah, dude the, there's some crazy shit with that with where the nwo was going to take down the uh the twin towers you ever look into oh, that? Oh yeah, wasn't it uh, Diesel and uh, somebody else? I can't remember who it was. Yeah, and there and the, there was a whole campaign of the NWO taking down the Twin Towers. It's a little on the nose, isn't it? Jeez. Ooh. Yeah, and then also how like with idol worship, dude. Honestly, when I was a kid, I thought the Undertaker <laughs> was like a real guy, and like the Undertaker, and the Rock, would, dude. yeah, and the Rock, like. Like when I, you know, I was like, dude, the Undertaker, like, I didn't think these were like characters. I thought these were like real people <laughs> and that's how they live their life. Like, <laughs> yeah, he sleeps in a coffin and sits just, up in the morning. He just sleeps in a coffin and Kane is really his brother who almost died in the fire. <laughs> like, All right. well, and there's some weird stories in there too. Like Kane, the whole idea of Kane and the Undertaker being brothers and like, yeah, yeah. Dude, the rock didn't really have much of a gimmick but for some reason everyone loved that dude like me and he was me and my brother's favorite or my not my brother my cousin so oh, here we go dude all right let's type in do we know a new york city zip code yeah i you i just used ten thousand and one. that's one of the manhattan codes okay so we got 10 exceeded ewg health guidelines 18 total contaminants okay all right, Ooh. so now we start getting into bromochloromethane 73 times, chloroform Give me cancer. 80 times. Uh, chloroform, yep, 80 times. The chloroform. That shit, isn't that the stuff where you hold it up? <laughs> yeah, it's it the rape drug, yeah. <laughs> you knock people out, or yeah. Whatever. Uh, oh, look at this heliocytic acids. 379 times 892 times uh, for, what? for what's that holy shit <laughs> the halo halo acidic acids okay Jeez. and then you have uh 
trihalomethanes 254 times and trichlorosidic acid 228 times the legal limit. So listen to Eric Adams and get that tap water, yeah, New Yorkers. Drink that yummy NYC tap water. I want to just try one more because that one. That's... You know, there's something really interesting about, yeah, 8 million people serve. That's quite a few people. That's more than my water company. My water company is worse than them, though. But um, there's something very interesting going on with water right now, for sure. Um, they're, they're talking a lot about Lake Mead and how that's at the lowest levels it's ever been. And um, there's just a lot of that guy from uh, the big short. He's now, you know, the guy that predicted the 2008 mortgage meltdown and shit. He's investing most of his money in clean water. Um, so there's something kind of freaky going on with that for sure. I don't know if you've thought about that much. Matt. Well, if you if you follow Q, you were supposed to follow the water. I was supposed right? to watch the water, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. I think, you know, they've been fucking with the water since they started putting fluoride in it, you know, and, and that was just post-World War II and everything else they've done to it. It's it's all part of this agenda. I mean, people want Talking more about the supply, though. You know, I think the supply I is going to be in jeopardy. I think they're going to try, but there's nothing they can do. It's water, man. It's everywhere. It's above us. It's below us. Yeah, it's in us. <laughs> yeah, it runs the planet. I think it's another one of those fear porn tactics that they have. Like, they're going to try and make it scarce, but there's only so much they can do before. Yeah. It's it's going to collapse. They're, they're trying too many things at once, right? There's so much chaos going on right now. You know, they're trying to claim cl climate change, um, you know, which used to be global warming. Right. And then they couldn't sell that because go look at the map of the highest temperatures on record around your in your state. And most of them are probably pre World War One or at least pre World War Two. Um, so this idea that we're hotter than it's ever been is bullshit. Um, they're just putting it in our head. It's it's another agenda. I mean, look at what they do to the weather maps. Right. Growing up as a kid, there was never colors on the weather maps. There was your region and numbers that would tell you what <laughs> now they're giving you oranges and reds so to red, make yeah. it seem like it's so fucking hot out. And guys, guess what? In the summer, especially here in New England, it gets in the 90s for a couple of weeks every year. It's not it's nothing out of the ordinary. But on the news, they're going to make it sound like it's never happened before. Now. That's the same bullshit they pull on the other end in the winter when we get a snowstorm. Up here, they act like we've never had snow before and that it's going to be an apocalypse <laughs> every time it's going to fucking snow. And we've, you know, whether it's one inch or a blizzard, they're going to sell it to us so hard. And you watch the same people every time. That morning, they will be at the grocery store. They'll be buying their milk. They'll be buying some water and they'll be buying some eggs. And it's like mm. the same shit every time because they buy into the fear and they have this, you know, they're, they're not dumb, right? The people that are doing this are not stupid and they, they know the techniques they've been studying us for how many thousands of years to be able to manipulate us. Yeah. Yeah. It is tapping into the culture and using like pop, pop culture icons like uh, Leonard Nimoy. In yeah. The it's 70s. all the Tavistock stuff that you talk about, Rye. 
Yeah, man. I wish that I understood that more though, because it's so deep. I don't think that any of us like, you know, alone. And it goes back to Ron's point of, uh, you know, hopefully more people will look into this stuff and share what they might know or how they might relate to it. Cause yeah, dude, I don't think anyone can know what the hell Tavistock's really up to, man. It's, it's really, really deep stuff. But um, yeah, there was something I, sh- I need to freaking start writing down my freaking uh, ideas when they pop into my head like you do. Cause yeah, my shit just vanishes once we start talking <laughs> about something else. <laughs> I forgot what it was. You're talking about Ron and more people getting into this stuff so that they could get their eyes on it and their perspective. Yeah, yeah, but it was something before that. But go ahead, Ron. No, I was just going to say, um, everybody, uh, it, it, it's a process, right, with everything. Um, uh, it's, yeah, we have to believe in ourselves what we think, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm out there saying, yeah, I'm promoting spirituality and, and, and all this kind of stuff. But I'm with you also on that. It's kind of turning things really culty. Yeah. Like, um so now you don't want people too far into the spirituality and too far into that woo stuff. Now they're no longer grounded in logic and they're not uh, applying that, that into this reality, you know, Oh, I don't, I don't care about what goes on in this world because it's not even real anyways. I'm just a fractal of this bigger. (laughs) It's like it, it, when you get too far into the spiritual and why they push it so much is it, is it makes the, reasons to be here and the things that we do here seem not so important when really it is important because uh yeah i I do believe that um the real reality isn't this physical reality but at the same time i feel like it's important for us to uh come here and shape it into um the way it's truly supposed to be designed which is um there's that meme out there, Ron, right? That has, you know, on one side, it has all these company logos, which probably every kid can identify. And then on the other side, it has five different leaves. And, you know, nobody can probably, you know, 2% of America could identify those five leaves, right? But those five leaves could be healing. They could be, we're Mm -hmm. not taught that stuff. We're taught the corporate logos. We're, you know, we're indoctrinated with commercials and advertising and consumerism from the start. And I think that's the major perversion of this realm right now is the idea of consumerism and that you have to have more and it's never enough. And dependability. Yeah, you should never be satisfied, you know? And it's like, no, man, that's kind of the devil that's talking to you. That's the one that's pushing you beyond what you need. You know, there's a reason why you can be given a certain amount out there and and we can get everything we need from nature, but they want to, they want to create this false world where everything's fake and made of plastics and, you know, replaceable. And I don't know. And that uh, my thing is that it it, uh, wealth and, and uh, this material thing, it, it shows who you are. It shows in our society value, the value of the individual when, you know, you can have, yeah, it's, it, you know, we think of, uh, you're, you're not, your life ain't worth shit if you weren't a millionaire, or you didn't have all these cars or houses and stuff like that. But I've known people who were not millionaires, but who were hugely influential on people's lives where they'll live the rest of their lives thinking about this, per, or, you know, having the lessons the, that they've inspired to them and pass it on to their kids. And then that whole, so uh, 
you know, material obtainment, it's how we're forced to think that that's, that's the human value. And human value is how much have you done for the world and the future yep. of the world? That's, that's how I view value, mm. you know, that um, the timid souls who are afraid to, you know, to stand in the arena, you know, <laughs> I'd rather just sit on the sidelines and watch the shit show instead of jumping Easier. in. Helping. It's easier to do. <laughs> it's easier to just sit and watch the show. Well, you know, I was going to say, too, and you brought up those logos, Matt, that, you know, everyone could recognize there's some really good symbolism. And, and this is only a few of them. But what I was going to ask you was, uh, do you think, you know, when you're talking about how they're throwing so many things at us right now, do you think that that is intentional to try and make us ask for some entity like the United Nations or the World Economic Forum or some larger group than just the United States government? All you know, if the United States government is screwing us over so hard from so many different angles, and more and more people get on the boat to be asking for the United Nations to rescue us, do you think that that could be kind of like the, the ushering into the the one world government and all that stuff, or do you think that that's far fetched? No, I don't think that's far fetched at all. I think that's part of the idea behind it, right? Is that they want to make things so chaotic and get people in such a frenzied state that they want them to be fearful, right? That's the end goal of them because if people are fearful, then they're more manipulable, uh, manipulable. And, and they're also more compliant usually, right? Because they're just looking for that savior, that thing to make it end. And I think, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people to, you know, just acquiesce, just give in and say, okay, I'll, whatever you want, just make it stop. And you know, I think there's a lot of people that would right now, if you asked them, they would sign the dotted line, they'd sign their soul over and their family. And they have many of them did, you know, in the last two years by taking an experimental medical procedure. And they took that chance to say, you know, hoping that if they did this thing for the government, it would end. And they we've seen it's not going to end. And what they did, who knows what's going to happen to them. Yeah, it seems to be getting worse with the, I mean, I don't know where you guys sit on the whole monkeypox is actually like an adverse reaction to the vaccines, but um, it makes sense. I mean, I haven't gotten monkeypox yet, knock on wood. I've had COVID, I think You've been twice. banging any dudes? I'm not fucking any asses or anything. Well, not even pretty good. So far, so good. That's the only, that's the only way to get monkeypox if you read the news right now is yeah. just butt sex. Well, that was the whole thing with AIDS too, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is. This is AIDS 2.0, right? That's what it sounds like. And 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 I saw today in the paper, actually, New York City considers it a uh, emergency now. So. Well, the the CDC designated it a, a, a pandemic again, right? Or no? Or an emergency? I don't know if it was a pandemic. Okay. Yeah. The, and then the World Economic Forum. Is what I laugh about is, is I don't know how, what the numbers are now, but when Ron did his show last week, we were at 18,000 cases. Five right? deaths. Yeah. 18,000 cases is now a worldwide health warning. Like, I don't no. get that. Look at the percentage no. of 18,000 out of 7 billion. It just doesn't make any sense. And they're they're scared again it's a game they're playing you hear the number 16 or eighteen thousand in your head that that seems like a big number 
but then you don't think that's worldwide. That's out of 7 billion people. That's, you know, I can't even tell you, I, I, I looked, I did it on the calculator and I think it was like eight or nine zeros before, ran you got, out of zero space. before you got to a number. Yeah. That's how low of a percentage it is. It's like, it's just retarded. It well, and it no should sense. be yeah. deaths. It should be deaths that we're concerned about, not cases. So, but that's not a big five. enough number, Ryan. Five is not going to scare anybody, right? Hey, it scared the shit out of a lot of people with Ebola. When two people had Ebola in the United States, that scared the shit out of people, me included. I was yeah. like, fuck, dude, Ebola. You know what I mean? This was a while ago. Dude, I refuse, I refuse to buy any of their bullshit anymore. Like any of these viruses, like swine flu, all that shit. I just laugh. I mean, the last thing I even gave a little consideration to was Y2K. And that was because my father was going in a panic because he worked for <laughs> IBM at the time. And like they considered they thought the world was going to end. You know, they thought the whole computer world was going to end and everything. The banking system was going to mess up. We were going to go into full on, you know, satellites are going to fall. Mad Max. Yeah, everything. And uh, and ever since then, I'm like, OK, if they lied about Y2K and, and that was a big nothing burger, everything else is just going to be the same bullshit. They're just trying to scare us. Ebola didn't freak you out a little bit? Not one bit. Okay. Well, yeah, the, I, the thing that was scaring you is they, they keep you on the... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, <laughs> no, you know what scared me us. more than Ebola was mad cow disease. Yeah. That's, well, they blamed that on Canada. They blamed that on yeah. Alberta. And, right? it was and that's, that's like the only Idaho. thing I even considered was a little mad cow because I love beef. But yeah, I don't... I mean, all this shit is... Uh, the shortages, the all this stuff. You see, there's going to be a shortage of Halloween candy now. Like Hershey says, they're oh, not. Gonna... Well, that's probably a good thing for the United States. Well, and there's that's what a... I'm saying. Like we're going to be depressed that we can't load up on obesity and, uh, you know, just getting our sugar fix. Well, um, we we should be focused on uh, the negatives because it's a survival tactic. You know, like the. Um... Uh, you know, when in the wild, we're out focusing on danger, right? Even when you're in, in general public, you should be when you're in general public by yourself in a in a more heightened state of awareness, because you're alone. You're you're you know you should be scanning your environment and looking for danger. That's just you know proper defense tactics. But when you're so constantly focused on uh, that survival mechanism, you don't you forget about the living mechanism. And now you've now when they get us on fear and, and things like that, fear, fear, fear all the time, your whole life has flown by you and you never got a chance to actually live it. So it's it's um, while, you know, they, you know, the rich elites, they, you know, they got the secret. They're living their lives and they're, they're doing what they want to do. You know, it's it sounds sick and tw twisted like, oh, um, well, what they want is power and control and this and that, but they love doing it, you know, <laughs> like they, they want it. Like they, they love their, what they're doing to us. You know, they, uh, a psychopathic serial killer, they, they love those actions. So as us in this community and the people here, we need to love, um, you know, helping the world love, love to sacrifice, um, a little Dude. bit. That's beautiful right there, Ron. And and I just actually I just watched a documentary this weekend on Netflix with my son. It's called uh, My Octopus Teacher. I don't know if, have any <laughs> my girlfriend guys... tells me about that all the time. Dude, you got I highly recommend this. This is like I thought 
I heard somebody else talking about it and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Cause I thought the guy had the octopus in like his house and he was like teaching the cool <laughs> shit. Uh, but no, it's about this guy who he's, he's just struggling. Like he grew up in this area in, in what's called a kelp forest. And, uh -huh. and like, he grew up around there and he got, he got into like business and, you know, he was miserable with his life and he was just trying to find it. And he, he found happiness by going and getting back into the water. So what he would do is every day he would go back into the water and he would video. And what he started doing was learning about, you know, what was going on under the water and how, you know, amazing the ecosystem was down there. And he came across this octopus and the octopus, he followed it for I think almost a year or a little over a year every day he was down there and he would find this thing and he'd follow it around and you know you see it every every now and then it'd get attacked and and he'd still follow it and he followed it all the way through its whole life and uh and it's just an amazing and he gets down to it and he he talks about how this is what we're meant to do you know we're meant to understand nature we're meant to understand that we're a part of this right are we're not yeah. just here to watch and and we're here to participate this is why mm -hmm. we're here now you know this is our ecosystem this is not just meant for us to spectate we're supposed to be involved in this and take take care of it take pride in it mm. that's crazy it sounds like it's probably like a little sad too yeah, you get choked up at the end a little <laughs> bit, but then they then they zing you at the end with another like happy like think about this. It could be this kind of thing. But we no, I mean, <laughs> and, and like honestly though, the first like thirty five minutes are pretty boring. It's just getting into a story. Once you get to the like the forty five minute mark, the last forty five minutes of it, holy shit, man! I'm like on the edge of my seat, white knuckling it at some points and just watching. So I, it's it's worth it. Did your son enjoy it too. Yeah, he thought it was really cool. He he loves nature. We usually watch uh we're big in, like the lion videos. Oh, okay. He's big into lions and uh monkeys. He likes like monkeys too. Um he we got into Shark Week, I think when he was real little. Uh we did a week of that and he's like, yeah, it, give him an animal and he'll he'll go in on it. Like he loves, you know, obviously his dog, he's into dogs, all that shit. Yeah, I like seeing uh, relationships between uh, multiple animals and stuff like that. Like the, I've been seeing this one on Instagram about like a, a tur tortoise who has, who's like friends with a little chihuahua dog. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Buddies and they hang out <laughs> and stuff. And it makes you think like like what you're saying, like, uh, like, yeah, we're different species and stuff like that. And we're sentient being, but I don't know, like, you know, what's what's the version of sentience? Because these animals can love us back i mean yeah. if they can love does that mean that they're in their own way like sentient intelligent life's as life yeah. as well you know like, and that's what this guy was saying about the octopus they developed a relationship like where he yeah, yeah. felt like he could read her energy and 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 it was amazing you know and you could the story that he was telling while you're watching it you're like oh i believe this i'm buying this right now and he connected with that octopus and i'm like thinking i'm like 
you know, and, and watching it, like you're rooting for a fucking octopus, you know, like when it's intense, I'm like, come on, man, come on, man, you got this. <laughs> and I'm, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I eat calamari all the time. And that's, yeah. just, you know, I'm like, that's but squid I'm, I'm, though. But octopus. This, yeah. I, I just, but I'm saying it's in the, in this movie, I'm rooting for this animal, but then all of a sudden he makes you realize at the end of it, each one of these animals is just as important as the other because they all play their role in the system. And it's yeah. like, so you shouldn't be just rooting for one animal. You should be rooting for them all because in the end, they all have to interact for it to work. Well, it's because the story's following that octopus. That's what, that what, that's what makes you root for it, right? If it was following a, a tiger and, you know, you would, you would want the tiger to eat an antelope. <laughs> but if it was following an antelope, you'd want that antelope to evade the tiger. It's, yeah. it's, it's like we put our our emotions behind whatever the story is following same, you know, in a cartoon or any of these things. And it is interesting to see, you know, different animals interact, but then that when, once they're domesticated, how they interact, I don't know if you've seen that video of like the, the little lion or tiger or something laying down on a couch and there's a chimpanzee slapping it. Like it's like <laughs> oh, picking yeah. it. It's like picking at its side. And then the tiger like goes up to kind of like bite it, not to kill it, but just to be like, you know, leave me alone. And then this chimpanzee slaps the shit out of this tiger and the tiger just lays back down. And it's like, dude, if that was in the wild, that's not how that would go down. <laughs> you know, so it's very interesting how domestication messes with these things. I think we as animals have been domesticated. Right. Yeah. I think that that society would be so much different. And this goes without saying, but society would be so much different. You wouldn't have your, your man bun wearing dudes and your, your hippies out in a in a you know actual like animalistic society yeah you wouldn't have your strong pur purple men. purple and pink haired abortion activists out there screaming at the top of their lungs they'd be they'd die first they'd be well they'd be dying to have a kid right like that would be what it would be it'd be like like these abortion activists would be wanting to reproduce yeah. out there in the wild i mean because that's the goal of any of any animal is to reproduce and so it's very again satanic to 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 do to do like abortion or to like fucking fight for that it's very strange to me i'm kind of neutral on the whole abortion thing personally but there's something very dark about fighting for abortion it's like why don't yeah. you just either fix yourself right like make it so that you can't have kids or or maybe stop fucking you know yeah, my, my thing too is uh what's worse the the lady who goes and gets an abortion or lady who has three kids but then drowns them in the car because she loses her shit. Dude, we we just <laughs> we just had that in my one of my old hometowns. Oh uh, damn! Woman woman killed three of her kids and then mm. hung herself. I say they're both sick, man. You know, yeah. obviously abortion's a little different. I mean, I've, I I I understand where people come from with abortion, dude, but um fighting for it is just so interesting it, that's the part i don't get the part where you're out in the street like cheering it on and like getting in people's faces that i want to kill babies like what yes what mentality do you i don't understand that mentality whatsoever like that that rooting it on listen there's certain circumstances i have no issue with it happening right i mean so be it it's if that's her choice that's her choice but you know, to be out there cheerleading for it. I mean, that's just fucking disgusting. I psychopathic and, and uh, psychopathic and also uh, dis desensitizing them to, to other human beings as life. Like, for instance, that's why uh, 
certain people are able to do harm to animals or chop up, you know, butcher up, uh, you know, a, a cattle or something like that, but, um, they can't hurt a, a human being. It's because to them that that animal is, isn't even on their level of, of life or, or, you know, reason for being alive. And they're just importance. They, you, yeah. importance. Yeah. You can just do whatever you want. So well, the, the abortion people are like the opposite of that, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're probably, they want to kill babies, but they're probably the ones that are on PETA. Yeah, yeah. Which is a <laughs> fucking backwards ass thing. Too PETA, you know PETA how bad they are oh, about yeah. protecting animals' rights. You know, is as good as the Red Cross. Let's put it. Yeah. Right. Well, they're all virtue signaling things, man. You, you you like the idea of the Democratic Party being the party of the people and people's rights, and you like the idea of PETA being the people against freaking uh mistreatment of animals whatever the fuck it stands for for the ethical treatment of animals there you go ethical treatment so it's um i can sit here and uh i'm not going to use myself in this example but someone could sit here and say that they love kids and then while they you know get you to subscribe to their fucking you know daycare or whatever they're taking advantage of the kids you know like there, all you need to say is like, you know, we, we protect the weak or we protect mm-hmm. so-and-so. And as long as they, they have made a name for themselves by doing that service, then, I mean, they can really get away with some shit. Same way that the Vatican does it. They're, they're like this, this holy Dude, house. It's they crazy you say that. Cause I, I was just uh, doing um, my uh, second episode and it came across this place. Have you ever heard of uh, Colonia Dignidad? or the dignity colony down in Chile. No. Um, uh-huh. It was something the Nazi, well, uh, a Nazi uh, escapee, Paul Schaefer set up down in Chile um, af- right after World War II. And I was, there's a six, like six part documentary on uh, Netflix on it that I just found today. And I start watching it. And the first thing that it's about is this dude was just getting these like eight to 12 year old boys and he was bringing them in his bed with him mm. and molesting them and shit. And, and then he set up this hospital for kids and he would dress in his, in white doctor's gear. Now, mind you, he was never a doctor in the war. He carried fucking stretchers. He, he didn't, he wasn't a doctor of any sorts, but he opened this hospital and he would bathe all the kids personally. Mm. and like all this sick shit and it's always comes back you know like to that whole pedophilia shit and it's so wild that even going back way back it you know it's been going on as long as time dude at the bottom of society it is always the the crowning achievement of these people is is it's human currency is what it is it's you know to tie it back to what we were talking about with black magic it seems to go back to taking advantage of weak and who's weak It's usually children, right? And it's usually women. And then there are some men that probably really don't have place in this world if they can't fucking fight for themselves. They're, the men are supposed to protect the women and children. I'll stand behind that idea yep. forever. Yeah. I don't care if uh, you know a disabled man can fight pretty well compared to a yeah. woman or a child. So you know that's that's kind of the role of men in society. And and that's not to say that that children don't have their place, and absolutely not to say that women don't have their place, dude. They're very i mean dude, you can take one woman and and um i mean you can create a lot of shit with with this one single person right so it's it's 
I don't know when, when these roles in society start flipping around or getting blended together, that's when it starts falling apart. It seems. Well, and what you see with a lot of these guys too, is as soon as, you know, obviously they're, they're going to say, Oh, if you say anything, we'll kill you or, you know, stuff. like. But as soon as any word comes that they're going to have to face repercussions for their actions, they always run. They always flee. These guys are the biggest cowards ever. They never, they're not these, you know, big, guys and that's why probably they prey on the weak because that's yeah, the only yeah. one they can get away with it on they're not going to get away with it with another adult so they got to do it to kids mm-hmm. i watch a lot of true crime stuff man, and it's really it's really sad like a lot of the uh, brutality that happens in the world for for the most minute reasons like somebody who's a sick pervert they take a, a young kid's life for a few moments of self-gratification you know, and they're sick all twisted away. And they just basically like that person's life who could have grew, grew up and did a bunch of great things is snuffed out for this person's self-serving actions. That's how, you know, um, that's really how you look at the, at the lowest level, like at that lowest sick twisted level, that's how these elitists think it's the same kind of thing. They don't care about what, who, who has to suffer as long as they get what they want. And you seeing that passed down into through culture and you see a lot of young people satisfying their needs and not caring if, you know, they, they'll go 150 miles per hour down, down a highway. Cause it's fun, not caring about who's on the road or whose life is, is, uh, you know, on the line. It's, and, um, that's what a lot, like, honestly, like, and, uh, it's it's sad because it happens good things happen to bad people and, and uh i mean bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people same good thing. things happen yeah same thing good things do happen to bad people and i'm not laughing at your story ron i'm laughing because right now it, it's it looks like you're a witness and like a witness protection because you're talking about like all this shit and you're not i can't see your face it's oh, like just and it's it's just funny to me where it's <laughs> you're talking about like uh bad things happen to good people and it's just like you know, the ceiling, <laughs> just there's something like, like real like true crime about that it's true crime. yeah my phone uh the charger sucks and if i don't have it this certain way it won't charge and I've got no, like you're good, dude. <laughs> why do you watch true crime if you don't mind me asking because it does seem like it's a big energy harvest if people get into that because um, I've, I've i've caught a couple of programs and it's um Every time I watch like 15 minutes of it, I'm like, dude, change this shit. You know, yeah, yeah, white yeah. women like the one here, white women seem to love this shit. And it's like, dude, this is not I, I don't understand the obsession with it. Well, uh, yeah, my, my <laughs> popped in here. She's talking shit. I do not like true crime shit. Go away. Go away. <laughs> I've, I've always uh, been just just interested in 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 psych the psychological aspects of things and like why people tick the way to do and and that's for me saying um i talked about the reality stars like you know i i remembered my innocence getting stripped away from me by learning about things people do in this world like you know like i remembered uh i was watching one of the friday the 13th movie and and there was some like weird like incest like scene thing and i remember being like what the fuck people Mm. people like have sexual things towards their family like for me too i didn't know about slavery until the sixth grade 
because I like uh, I moved over. I lived in California when I first came to America, and then I moved over to to Georgia. You know, deep down south, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it was Friday, and they're talking about it. And I remembered like stopping the class, like the teacher, like whoa black people were slaves like hold on like <laughs> and she's like she's thinking like are you joking with me and i'm like no i remember like crying like breaking down crying in class because it just horrified my my psychology to know that other human beings could enslave another human being first you know like that just blew my mind and uh so that's why like with the true crime and all this other kind of stuff it's to understand Mm. Uh, you know it was it's more just a way to understand like the psychology of people not just that but that's why i'm so interested in uh you know not only just because of my dad but that's you know special forces or that military you know or, or even elite athlete mindset you know um it's it's just uh you know just to see how people different people tick and for me is uh i know the reason with the true crime is i know that even even the people that you feel are closest to you you have to be you know cautious of their intentions you know like that's why for me um the thing i'm most grateful for in my life is the people that i i am involved with in my direct life my my family members yeah we all have our problems right issues and stuff but none of them are psychopathic murders that i know of <laughs> yeah <laughs> and ne neither would that's I the whole thing about that, a psycho though is they're yeah, really good at hiding it that i would do that but i've i've actually met people like and partied with people who i found out later on were complete dirtbags and who did horrible things and if i knew about the things they did when i was partying with them i would probably just beat the shit out of them you know yeah. but yeah and uh that's why uh with me you, you can never know who the monsters are and then like like you're what you're saying that the antichrist he might pop up and say oh i'm i'm pro-abortion you know or or uh i'm pro uh equal rights and i'm pro all this and that and and it comes off as to the to the sheet as something really good mm -hmm. this guy is really really good and blah 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 but to us obviously we know he's not uh his intentions aren't in the right places so that's yeah man i mean uh there was one thing i found out not to make a joke or anything but there was one thing i found out that uh that two girls one cup movie right mm -hmm. I, I i know this is a weird segue but that 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 girl one of the girls in there died two days later from dysentery and yeah. everyone is like fucking watching this video and laughing about it and like some sickos are beating off to it and mm -hmm. dude this girl died two days later after making that video because she was doing that nasty stuff right I don't think that they were doing that on their free will. That doesn't like that looks like some sort of black magic ritual right there, too. So, you know, there's there's just like this weird thing where, you know, with Pornhub, how prevalent that is in society, you never yeah. really know what you're looking at. Right. That's why I enjoy the MILFs, the you know, usually and the mm -hmm. established porn stars. I don't really go for like the homemade stuff. Um, you know, the, it seems like a lot of these people get taken advantage of, man. And, and I don't understand how like I, I i we did an episode early on that Pornhub seems to be some sort of nsa trap like a honeypot thing yeah or a cia honeypot thing where it's you go free. on there it's, it's well free. not only there's a ton of free porn sites but going on there and like beating off to a chick that looks like she could be 15 or 16 is is a 
it's, I think it puts you on the radar, right? And there's big porn stars out there like that Piper Perry girl. She yeah. looks like a fucking kid, dude. And it's like, why, why is that even attractive to a to an adult? Um, there's a few others out there that are, you know, very s- small frame, you know, young looking face. There seems to be something there on that site specifically where it tries to trap people or or at least kind of like know like what you're kind of already interested in, in a, in a way. I don't know. I know that that's a weird segue, but it just seems like a, yeah. a very strange. Well, I always thought about that. Like, what if uh, like uh, the big Internet hack, right? where everybody's search history for the past year gets released online. How right. many people are like having well, that's, to explain themselves that's like, greatly? Yeah, that's like, what was it back in, I don't know, probably 2010s, maybe later. It was probably around like Sandy Hook. Remember they had that Ashley Madison site? Oh, yeah, yeah. Released all the email addresses of the guys that were on there. And like, I remember it was like mainstream news that all these guys were, you know, their wives found out and they were fucked. Hey, I'll tell you right now, I like uh, dick sucking videos and I like uh, a lot of milk stuff and I like girls with the big boobs and big asses, mostly dick sucking videos, though. You know, those are my favorites. So, you know, it's out there to me. It also uh, what it did with me, uh, there was a degrading aspect of it, you know that uh you you almost try to just like in the movies you you think like the you know people will think like in the movies oh i could just shoot a you know back in the day you didn't think oh you had to reload the gun yeah, same yeah. thing same thing with the porns there's like a degrading aspect and things like that when um really like i don't know like that kind of stuff there's something very there's a dark energy to that to that you know like there's a difference between fucking and fucking is not bad. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's a difference between fucking and like, you know, making love like true when you're actually with someone you truly care about yeah. and they care about you and you have a passionate moment together. There's, there's a real energy and, and a melding of, of like spirits, you know, that's like, that's why sex is, you know, was always seen as a uh, sacred act and everything like that. But now you have, dudes pulling it out the butt and <laughs> Dude, i was i was i was so disappointed to find out i listened to the uh janet had a miss janet on deplorable nation had a show with our buddy catalyst and they were talking about the porn industry and and janet was saying how it's not even real jizz it's like luberderm mixed with like some sort of oil to make it yeah. look like a thicker load it's not even real jizz that they shoot on most of these girls faces and in their mouths yeah bad time man we're not even getting real jizz anymore well i don't know I would push like... back on that <laughs> i think that there's i mean there's some real sh- there's some real loads dude some, like not I, I bet you more more often than not your eyes would deceive you ryan huh i don't know for me man i remember when i lost my virginity man that was like the one where i was like how do i get this to stop (laughs) (laughs) and you're always i think it's broken (laughs) (laughs) making a way bigger mess than i wanted (laughs) oh dude that's hilarious that's so funny (laughs) it is interesting to think about that like the first time that you do shoot a load it's very very fucking weird to think about 
Because, yeah, you don't even expect that to happen. And then out of nowhere, it's like, whoa, what was that? (laughs) What was that? (laughs) That's funny, man. Yeah. But yeah, from what going back into the Pornhub thing, but I definitely feel like what they're doing is it's a degradation of society. It's uh, um, making sex uh, more of a, an action of lust than an action of love. So, it's a gluttonous thing, right? It yeah. Also, it's it's, it's just yeah. like having it available. Oh boy, there we go. Speaking of gluttony, we got the king of gluttony himself right here. All right. What's this? This is, remember how you've been talking about Liquid Death? Yeah. A a couple of the master debaters. Well, this is the latest Liquid Death commercial. Hi, I'm comedian, Midwest sex symbol, and Liquid Death thirst ambassador, Bert Kreischer. You know, a lot of people ask me, hey, Bert, how do you get a body like that? Well, in my new Body by Bert workout video, we'll cover key sequences like couch lunges. Uh Oops. (laughs) Marg lifts. Podcasting. I'm a loser. And whatever the f- this is. <laughs> so come on. Join me. Let's get you the bird body of your dreams. Today. Visit liquiddeath.com right now to order your very own body by bird on video cassette or stream the full 10-minute workout right into your home. And for a limited time, get right. the Bird Pro model power briefs autographed by Bird himself. Come on, what are you waiting for? Look like Bert Kreischer today. It's weird, dude. Dude, I I don't know what to think of that. I was like, wow, that's a weird ass commercial. It's funny out of context, but then when you know, because I I I, mean, I like Burt Kreischer, like yeah, I think he's, he's hilarious. Funny. That show, uh, Burt the Conqueror, <laughs> is awesome, right? I don't know if you've yeah. seen that, where he like oh, writes yeah, all his, the theme parts. His old show, yeah, he yeah. I mean, Discovery Channel or not Discovery Travel? Sure, yeah, it was. Well, yeah, one of those. And yeah, no, I I like him. Um, yeah, that's very strange. There's something I'd have to watch it a couple of times, and I don't want to watch it more than no, once. No, you don't want to see. It. It's the second time I've seen it, and that's twice too many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, no. There's some there's some kind of undertone. The mixing the pink and the blue for sure is very interesting, and then just the whole. Yeah, it, that's a weird one for sure, man. Yeah, strange. Well, on that note. It's been real, my friends. Let's uh, wrap it up here, and we will, uh, Ron, let him know where we can find the Imaginarium of Thoughts and all your Uh, great work. um, You know, you can find me on, uh, you know, uh, the Imaginary Thought on all the different uh, podcasting uh, places, and it's kind of been a little uh, break or whatever for a while i guess i guess for a lot of people july or whatever was just kind of a shitty month for putting you know doing stuff i guess everyone's too busy <laughs> enjoying the summertime or just you know like for i you know i know nico's got you know was kind of saying the same kind of thing uh from upstate or whatever but uh yeah i'm uh uh from the imaginary thought and i do a show with uh two childhood friends of mine uh Zach, who was here earlier, but he bounced out. <laughs> and uh, Trey, um, we're varying levels of of uh, truthers. Like uh, I'm, you know, I've gone balls deep into some occult stuff, and Trey, he's really into um, cryptids and things like that. And Zach is into like aliens. He's Zach is more of the, uh, uh, I guess the the least uh, 
crazy looking one out of us, I guess. He was the one, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, I sound like, oh, I'm a truther and I know all this shit and stuff like that. I used to be into the Q movement. I used to call Zach up and be like, bro, they got him. They're in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> start, start prepping for two weeks man it's gonna happen man martial law so obviously i don't know you know <laughs> i don't know uh everything you know what i mean question everything uh but yeah so uh i've been, I've hey, been that, i definitely have been that uh crazy conspiracy guy uh as well so but uh yeah that's me and i appreciate you uh, for having me on again matt yeah, definitely. Right. We got to get it. We got to get Zach a good connection. Get him back on too with you. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, f- I felt like uh, he would have clicked with y'all and everything. He's a real chill dude. And to to say, you know, why we've been friends for such a long time is because I just knew uh, he's a good dude and he's got a uh, you know good heart and, and uh, he's not a evil psychopath that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seems like a great dude. <laughs> Yeah, really yeah. From what I know of him, he didn't kill any cats as a kid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Good stuff, dude. Nice. Rye, anything you got going on? Just the same old stuff, man. It's always a great chat. I say that every week because it's uh, it's just always fun, man. You never know what you're gonna get into here on the debaters. So it's always uh, just a good time, man. And um, yeah, I'm I'm looking into that black magic stuff big time, and I'm excited to see what people think about what I've found on it. That's gonna be what I put out next. Um, I'm just obsessed with this occult stuff now. It, the uh, the occult religion of the elite and like the new world orders methodology of just thinking is incredibly interesting. It always has been, but now that I'm able to connect some dots, it's. Um, Hopefully it's going to be something that we focus on here on, on the show from for quite some time. But other than that, man, just the same old stuff, you know, having fun and going to keep pumping out episodes, man. The, the, you know, I actually want to have you on Matt for the next, uh, uh, conspiracy break room. If you're I down, say, just... I, I heard it and I offer has been accepted. Yes. Okay. Uh, I cool. Heard, I heard your episode with ghosts and I was going to say, man, I love those. Those conspiracy breakdowns are fun, man. Yeah, well, let's do one this uh, this week, and we'll we'll get you on. We'll get your origin story, maybe a little bit of your uh, more trashy behavior that you may engage in, either now or in the past. It's important, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun, man. I always love these things, and thank you so much uh, as always for having me on. But what about you, dude? You doing anything new over there? No, like you like you guys were talking about before. I've been, I'm trying to get through this Jim Mars thing. Uh, I got the second episode recorded, and I just got to do the last one and get out of it. I'm done with the Nazis for a while. I need to get out and get back to the 1800s. Um, I found this really cool book. What's it fucking called? It's called, uh, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Yeah. The Dorpia of the End of Earth. Yeah, it's it's Aphrodite backwards or the oh. end of Earth. Yeah, and uh, it's supposedly this story about this guy in the 1800s, and it's a really wild one. So I'm get I just got just got it today. I'm gonna dig into that. So I'm going back to the 1800s after this. I'm done with the Nazis. I'm done with the new shit. I gotta I gotta go dig and find happiness back there. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can get you on one day uh, as a guest on, on on the show to talk about some of that stuff to uh, Zach and Trav and telling them uh, about, you know, how you know about all the star forts and 1800s, uh, you know, World Fair stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, so, I'd love to. 
Awesome. <laughs> the star forts have been getting popular. And the first time I'd ever heard anyone talk about them is you, Matt. So it's, it's been getting popular now. I know it's that getting, you've probably heard of them somewhere, but yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. I had, I had heard a handful of people talk about them, you know, when I started yeah, really digging into it. it. And now you go out there, you can find there's podcasts. I've had a couple podcasts like cite my work and I'm like, dude, nice. I got, I don't cite me. Like you can, you can, you can reference a podcast, but it's not my information. It's stuff I found. So, well, they should cite you. I think, I mean, like, like I said, that's the first time I'd heard of it. And I, I listen yeah. to all this stuff and not really too many conspiracy podcasts, but I researched it. I hadn't heard of that shit before. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. There's a lot of stuff that I'm finding now that like, I didn't hear, like Randy just did a bunch on, you know, one of the things that I'm interested in is mining and the old ways of mining, the hydro mining that they used to do where, they would wipe out almost entire mountains and where did all that runoff and shit go and all that stuff. Cause it looks like you could, you could make a case that like West of the Rockies is just giant runoff from Canada all the way down into the. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm going next. Cause I got to get out of here. I got to get out of this, this, this dark Nazi shit. It, 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 I don't know what it is about it, but it's fucking with me, man. I just don't want to do it. I've been procrastinating. I read the book twice, you know, once earlier this year. And then I read it, uh, like in June just to get ready. And it's taken me a month and a half to do these three episodes. And I don't know why. You know what it is, Matt? It rhymes with flak jacket. We were talking about it earlier. Say it with me. Black magic. Black magic. <laughs> That's what they do, dude. That's what it is. It uh, it seems like all these societies go back or all of these, uh, you know, dictatorial governments and, and all these sort of groups feed off of some sort of black magic, man. Yep. And it, it's very interesting to look into. So, yeah, we're we're excited to get into that stuff. But excellent episode. So we will get we'll, so catch me on conspiracy break room next fuck yeah <laughs> nice yeah you can find all my stuff on great deception podcast you know where to find it same place i'm not going anywhere all right folks stay strong and question everything